Vi sitter här i väntan och spelar lite Dota Och pushar på smeken när motståndet vi leker Vi sitter här i väntan och spelar lite Dota Och springer runt och creepar och motståndet vi skriper <laughs> Eat a and welcome to the next greatest episode ever of 8-4 Play Rolling start. Never point a finger at me, JJ. I'm not pointing at anybody. I am your host. I'm pointing at the sign. Mark. I and like I am, that slapping sound. I am your host, Mark Gaming Jesus MacDonald. With me in this special uh, reunion episode of the... Does that mean we have to do like a recap? Uh, yeah. What last week on 8-4 Play. Go. We, we talked about stuff. That's and John wasn't there. Perfect recap. Yeah. For the special reunion uh, slash Resident Evil anniversary podcast. Part um, one. We'll get into that a little bit later. Part one of X. On the uh, greatest first last only episode, uh, podcast about. <laughs> so it's not the last episode. Podcast episode about uh, Japan games and Japanese games. Uh, joining me, pointing at me, annoying me is uh, JJ Fraingeto Epperson. Oh, is that the uh, uh, AKB 46? Eight song that was yeah that was a little taste called of it. AKB forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's plant, one plant. there's one girl that just doesn't count. You getting ahead of yourself? Plant forty, actually plant forty two. What is that? I uh, boss no, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Speaking uh, of AKB48, did you see Hideo Kojima's post today? What no. Was it? Where he posted, uh, he posted on, on Twitter. His, so today's his birthday uh-huh. and he turned 48. Oh, wow. So he did a Oyaji gag and he said, um, ow, like AU, ow, Kojima, birthday, 48, which is AKB48. Oh. And then he laughed. Uh, I don't think anyone else did, that, though. Wow. <laughs> I don't think we can even call that an Oyaji gag. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make it. By the way, Oyaji gag is just like a really bad pun. Yeah. 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 Uh, that reminds me, there was like, um, what was he posted? This is when he first got on Twitter. It was like, Ohio gozaimasu. Oh, no. He had like these puns, kind of like the... That was Mikami, right? She's AC Mikami. song. Mikami, Mikami's, well, it's oh, was it Mikami? Like, yeah. Mikami was Mikami doing puns for like... Puns uh-huh. for like everything. His puns right. are actually pretty good. Well, yeah. These were not... No, no. These were... They actually, these were Kojima. And mm-hmm. these yeah. were... Because they were Metal Gear related puns. There really? was... What the hell was the... Psychomantis one. It was they were all bad. Was it just on. like Ohio Gozaimantis? Uh, no, it wasn't <laughs> that bad. Anyway, <laughs> enough horrible uh, Twitter puns. So JJ, why are you flying ghetto? Because I got two copies of Monster Hunter Third. Is it portable third still, or portable. is it just yeah, it's still portable? That's so stupid. <laughs> Monster Hunter portable, portable third HD version. Uh, PSP remasters. PSP remaster series. So what? Why? What does that have to do with flying? Flying get is what they call breaking the street date in Japan. That's you right. get basically like they call you know in, in track oh. flying is when you uh, run before the uh, whatever the gun is fired. Oh, and so flying get is like you get something before. Ah, right. Oh, there so is method to the madness. Yes, right. and so this this very popular right now idol group AKB48 right. has a song 
about that. So I'm curious <laughs> if anybody here knows, because I have a theory uh-huh. as to the meaning of that song without having oh, really? paid any attention to the lyrics or anything. Okay. Um, about what the song is about. I think it's about like the 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 girl, the the singers of the song are telling to saying to their male fans or whatever that yeah you know they grabbed their heart and their love and the affection before some other girl did. Wait, who grabbed whose what? The huh? like <laughs> the like yeah, the AKB like girls or you know. Oh, right. So they're saying like, "Hey, well, I grabbed your Okay, see, I think it's the other way around and I think that they're saying, "Hey, I'm still underage. <laughs> I'm not I'm oh, not yet legal. But I come and get me right uh, early." That, yeah. break, that might be the hidden break, meaning. Break, break the my street, street date. date. But, but see right. in Japan, break my street date. The nice. J- in Japan, their street date was like 5 years ago. Wait, what? Cuz it's 13 13. Is the age of uh, consent here? Tokyo. What? What? It is. No. It is yes. not. No, it is. No, it is. No, it is not. It is. It is not. It is. Thirteen is the age of consent, like the age that you're allowed to. And you can age in any way. Sixteen is for marriage, but for sex, it's thirteen. I don't believe that. I don't know what this guy is talking about. Let me Google it. Why don't you? While you a great start. Yeah. While you while you Google that. The game that you actually game part of what Did you were you talking do something about something illegal, JJ. <laughs> Monster Hunter Portable Third. You got it a day early. Yep. Uh, HD. Everybody's excited about it. it's the PS3 version of the uh, yes PSP game. I'm excited, John. You got a copy too. Yes. Um. What? Thank you, JJ. No, no one really no knew anything about this. We were even talking like, oh, does it have split screen? A couple of days ago, it does not. Um. But we do know a few more things now. Even though you guys literally have like just taking it out of the shrink wrap and look at the instruction booklet. Um, what, what stuff do we know, JJ, from what they... Well, he said something on. about Ad Hoc Party. The new Ad Hoc Party's been updated, which is the like sort of client, right, that you uh, use to get on the internet and play. And JJ was telling us that... JJ's still staring at his iPhone looking up the age of consent right it's, now. Uh, it's actually 16. It changed in 2002. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Yeah. So, so are, are you in safe? any? Are you safe, JJ? Yeah. Are you in any trouble? We should know. <laughs> I know. Definitely. That not. was 2001 <laughs> when that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you were saying the ad hoc party interface is different, or something? Yeah, that the, they have the like a, a custom ad hoc party for these PSP remasters that displays on screen while you're playing. So can the game. you see chat? Like you can. Long? You can that's see. Good. Sh- that's good. Yeah. Because mm. you used to have to. Right. Well, Before you, be you would your PSP. You would right. be on so. your PSP and then you would look up at your TV to see the chat. Right. Which what? you would never do in the middle of a match. Right. You, so now it's actually fight. a bit more convenient. But otherwise, um, identical, right? I mean, there's a couple effects that you can toggle on. Yeah, that, and I it's guess. got like 3D. A bloom effect. It's got a bunch of different levels of 3D. Wait, bloom effect? What are you talking about? Does it? I like don't know about this. in the HD version. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really? I think there's like a couple different... Effects, maybe like the anti-aliasing or something. You can that would turn be nice. on or off. That's cool. Um, it's also got a special uh, giant UI that you can. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> unfortunate, right? I was kind of hoping right. they would have they would have found a way to fix that. So basically, the UI on the screen, like part that says like you know your player names and the icons at the bottom, right? Jagunda. They're like it's gigantic like the same because... ratio as the PSP screen. So you're oh, like right. player name takes up like <laughs> half your screen. Yeah, right. I gotta admit, like because there's an option to turn that t- turn that UI off, and right. I never used it before but i'm thinking about using it because it like takes up a lot of space on the screen yeah i mean it really is just the same game yeah um but we're getting but it looks great yeah well i can't wait to try it 
we're getting more into it. Um, we haven't even introduced you, um, John, there, oh. who's been talking. Who is that mysterious man who's been <laughs> talking so much about Monster Hunter already? I was off uh, picking out the T-shirts that I wanted to buy so JJ wouldn't be able to buy them. Thank you for listening to last week's podcast. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. That's uh, John Lucky Hit Ricciardi back from his uh, tour of the New World. Um, you brought us back exotic uh, fruit-based <laughs> snacks. Starburst. I don't know what to call those. Um, and uh, Assorted peanut, creams and peanut butters and creams right. and what's nots. Cookies. Um, and cookies. Awesome yes. cookies. Um, what'd you do while you were... What is Lucky Hit? Is that... Uh, oh, Shenmue. well, yeah. So why, why are you... What's that? Oh, is that because of my uh, upgrades? Well, that... It's part of it. It's part of it. Oh, is it because of Zelda? Zelda. Then there's that. Ah, Why don't you talk yes. about that? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So apparently, I I got so in uh, in Japan to get to the to go to the Zelda Orchestra concert, you had to buy Ocarina of Time and then mm. register it with Club Nintendo mm. and then like fill out a form or whatever. Mm. Is it not the same way in America? I think it's different. Um, I feel like it may be similar, but I don't know. I knew this and I already forgot. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, well, it's anyway, different. It's but anyway. Point. Um, basically you had to do that and I and everyone else did, but apparently like nobody got in. Like Brian got denied, Adam got denied, it was like, all a, friends really? of ours basically you, got denied. So you he send it in? Too. Wait, I got denied, yeah. So you send it in and then there's like a drawing basically. I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was going to be like first come first serve. That's why I did it like on the first day. You did it like on the second day, yeah. didn't you? Maybe it was. Maybe that was it. Mm. The thing is, the funny thing is, so Adam is a friend of ours who works at Disney, and this other guy, Kyle, who uh, comes and hangs out with us a bunch, those two guys, I saw them, like, the day that this happened, I saw them, like, chatting to each other on Facebook, and maybe they thought no one else could see or something, but like, don't tell anybody about this other thing, so we'll make sure we get it. And I think that's why they didn't get it. Karma came back to fight them. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I got four tickets. Nice. So. I got four tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see who my real friends are. To the orchestral <laughs> Tokyo version of the full yes. orchestra Zelda, Zelda concert on concert. October 10th, which is going to be amazing. Because yeah. that little that little tidbit we heard at E3 was awesome. Like, what, yeah. And they, they've done this before, right? I mean, Japan, they've had classical full orchestra concerts of... Yeah, they used to have them regularly back in the day. I forgot. What were they called? The orchestra? Uh, Maybe it was just called Orchestra Game Concert. I forget what it's called, but... There's um, that... Um, and this is way, way before Tommy Talrico and... Oh, yeah. What's that? Um, what's Video the Games that, Live. Yeah, right. Um, which, Hiroko, you saw, actually. Yeah, yeah, at, I saw this at E3. Year. Yeah, at E3. But, um, yeah, because there's a there's a Super Metroid suite that we have a track from ridiculous. that's amazing. So good. I have that whole so, CD, yeah. Oh. Um, I actually, I wish they would throw a little bit of that in, like just Zelda for like a couple of hours or whatever. I mean, it's be great, but you know, some other Nintendo yeah. music. In well, they did, they, you know, on the website in Japan, at least they had a part of the form was you, they were like, what tracks do you want to hear? So cool. I put in, uh, the, I think I put in the dark world. No, I put in some track from maybe it was Dungeon or Dark World or something from Zelda. Zelda Super Nintendo Zelda. Oh, yeah. dude, the Dungeon music. I think it was the that Dungeon was music. Yeah, or it was that or the Dark World. I forget. But the music mm. in that game is so good. I give can't us a little wait to hear it for people who don't remember the Dungeon music in Zelda Three. Give us a little, a little taste. <laughs> Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about that one? Or are we talking about the other one? Dude, just do it. And, you know. <laughs> I, I, can't, I have to do the whole thing in my head before I can do it. Uh, let me think about it. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, now nah, you put me on the spot. I never played Zelda three. I'll think about it while you guys are talking about something else. Maybe I'll just Zelda? pop out with it. I didn't later. have a Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo Zelda has the best music. It really? is so good. You yeah. should then stop 
You should leave this podcast right now. And go play that game. <laughs> Seriously, while you're at it, play Super Metroid. On I, I'm, 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 I'm that is crazy. That. You're playing Ocarina of Time for a second time and have never played Link to the Past. Yeah. The, <sighs> did I ever tell you guys the only time I had a Super Nintendo is when like this drug dealer guy's little brother let us borrow it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've heard. We, we didn't we have to cut this story from an earlier. No, podcast? that was a different story. <laughs> that, involved that that was the the porn story. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into that some other time. Maybe yeah. in our uh, anor- or, uh, Super Nintendo anniversary episode, sure. which is coming up, but not this week. No. Coming up in the same way this Resident Evil one is coming up. For like it has, months. and it will, and that's going to be the second half of our show, mm-hmm. um, is the start of our Resident Evil anniversary <laughs> podcast. But to... Uh, it's the start. Yeah, yeah. To start the starting... Will it ever end? ...of it properly. <laughs> Part two may come at the next year's anniversary. Right, anniversary along with the Nino Kuni podcast. Um, <laughs> you keep bringing it. Just, well, the PS3 version is coming out. We'll that would be a good later too. Be a good chance. Um, if you guys would, ever, if you'd ever shut up, <laughs> I could finish introing people at least. Um, so, uh, rounding out the cast uh, this week, all our regulars are back. The uh, eight foursome, five some awesome uh, regular <laughs> cast is uh, Hiroko Cookie Monster. <laughs> Minamoto. Yeah. You couldn't even, I didn't even get to your nickname before you mentioned the cookies. I know. I didn't um, know that was my nickname. Yeah. But yeah, John brought back some awesome cookies, hand, handmade, homemade cookies. What are those exactly? Rigot, rigot cookies. I don't know how you guys would say rigorth. it. I know in Japan rigorth? they call it ricotta, but rigorth. Italian people call it rigot. It's, it's cheese, ricotta cheese is what mm-hmm. you guys say. Ricotta cheese. Ricotta yeah. cheese cookies. Yeah. Which you would normally find in like a lasagna. You find ricotta cheese. Right, Most people right. probably right. know it as that kind of... But it doesn't taste Fluffy. cheesy at all. No, That's weird. not at all. No. It is really, really good. Super yeah, good. so yeah. good. That's some kind of recipe from the old country or something. I, I suppose so. <laughs> I tracked down where, who, who in my family started it, but yeah, now it who kind of lies. It? I don't, I don't know. I need to find uh, that out. But yeah. And Roko, you actually have been playing a game quite a lot that we can't talk about yes. yet, uh-huh. yeah. but that we are excited about, and mm-hmm. we will be talking about in depth soon. Yes. Um, that's about all we should say about that. Uh huh. I've it's a really it good game. Yeah. John's been playing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can say it's a game that we're bringing to Japan. Like, I, well, not, we're not bringing it, but we're localizing, we're localizing it mean, for it. Japan. So right. We can say mm-hmm. that much. That's all we can say. Which this is game much, but. exists in one format. It's mm-hmm. coming to another format. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one other format. I think we can say that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we can say is uh, sitting right across from me, Brendan Thunderthighs. What? what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Oh my god! See, he's already passing the blame to me. I'm not passing what? any blame. J- I asked JJ for your nickname. I I was going who to be. Shall, who shall I was going to be. Wrath is the question. I was going to be Limbo Boy and Girl. <laughs> I don't know. Adam. What is that? <laughs> what? You guys don't know every Limbo Boy and Girl. Oh, oh okay, around okay. the Limbo okay. Girl. Oh. We need more. That was going to be. Right. What the hell? Spot on. Oh, it's he's Thunder Thighs because he plays Chun Li in Street Fighter. You know what? I thought, I thought somebody called me Thunder Thighs before. Really? Who was Maybe it? John? I don't know. Uh, no, I thought it was you. You oh, do not have Thunder that, Thighs. I remember My that. mom has Thunder Thighs. You do not have Thunder Sounds Thighs. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Collective. I don't know. Right in if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Who it was. We don't. Especially if your name is Alex. <laughs> so, yes. And, and yeah, as we maybe might have mentioned, Waiting in the Wings, uh, Alex, CVX Freak, Anio will be joining us later for the... Now known as Polygon Man. Polygon Man. Yeah, Polygon Polygon Man. Man, That's a really good one, yeah. How many polygons are we? 
We'll tell the story later <laughs> when he actually is right. on the cast. Yeah, but uh, Alex's life basically has, up to this moment, uh, has been lived for this purpose and this purpose only. <laughs> so, um, so he may die after this, but right. and it's it not will our have, fault. Yeah, it will have been a beautiful, wonderful thing. If if Alex walks out of the front door and gets hit by a bus, it will be <laughs> like with a smile on his face. Well, it, right. it won't be great because we still have more Resident Evil to talk about. We're not going to get to it all today. But it will be like, well, okay, it'd be like seeing a cicada on the ground, uh, dead, and saying, <laughs> which you see many of now. It served, right. it lived a beautiful life. It served its right. purpose. Um, but anyway, before that, uh, we got a lot of news to talk about. Um, and any other games? Well, Brendan, we mentioned I my other alternate nickname for you was about Limbo. You finished yes. Limbo, and I think you felt exactly, exactly the same about it that I did. Um, what was your opinion in the end? Well, I thought it was very haunting, very disturbing. Um, I don't want to spoil any parts of the game to it, but very no early on, very early on in the game there, you encounter a spider and that I think will give me nightmares for the rest of my life. Yeah. But what happens is later on, you start off the game with a lot of interaction with other, I think you wouldn't call them characters so much, but there are right There's- other entities in this world with you. Right. And you interact with them, and pretty much all of the interactions are hostile. But as you progress through the game, you slowly but surely, they sort of disappear off the map. And then it's just hardcore puzzles. Right. And they're very interesting puzzles. They're a lot of fun. Um, some people were saying that the game is one of the hardest games they've ever played. I certainly wouldn't go that no. far. I actually oh. think that's part of the, the brilliance of that game, was that I... Never, never felt easy. I did get stuck for a while on certain right. ones, but never to where I went to YouTube. Exactly. I just sat and figured it out. I, I just sat down. I think the longest I ever took on a puzzle was maybe 20 minutes or so, just sort of wandering around, event, playing around with things, seeing if I could figure it out. Yeah. Um, all the puzzles were intuitive. Um, the art design is amazing. Yeah. Just, it's all monochrome. It looks like it's filmed from a really old, like, film noir. Mm-hmm style it looks like it was made in the 20s Mm. and all you can see on the screen at any given time are sort of black shadows of maybe platforms and stuff right and your character who's just a silhouette with little rather piercing white eyes right Mm. so the 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 thing that i and i felt this exact same way and we're probably not alone if both of us felt that way is it it early on hints at kind of both, you know, elements that these other characters might play and also kind of more of a story. Right. It feels like there's some sort of plot that's right. slowly building, which then sort of disappears. Right. And then it's just pure puzzle. You kind of want more of right. whatever that was. You want to know what this world is about. And obviously you don't want anything force-fed to you. This right. is not this game style. This game is minimalist in all aspects. There, So you don't want anything force-fed. But at the same time, even at the end, when you get to the ending... I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say you still don't 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 understand. You don't have to say anything anymore. (laughs) Did you play it on PSN? I played on PSN, yeah. Okay. So now that it's out on PSN, I'm actually going to play it. I was going to say, it's an older game, but if you haven't played it, it's now on PSN. Check it out. Okay, yeah, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um, And then, John, uh, just business up top before we dive into news. Um, On your break, you were reading this, uh, the Eco... Oh yeah, the eco book novelization, uh, Castle in the Mist, which is also the name not of one of the canons. songs, though, right? Uh, apparently not. 
Okay. No, um, it was actually written by a famous author in Japan, um, mm. Miyuki yeah. Miyabe. Yeah, Miyabe Miyuki. Yeah, Miyuki. And um, she also did the Brave Story um, book. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so she, I don't know, I guess she was into the game and she decided to write a novel about it and Sony let her. And so um, Alex Smith um, translated it, uh, Tactics Ogre, Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy XII. Um, friend of the show. Friend yeah. of the show, yes. Very good, very uh, well-known translator. And uh it was good. I don't know. I really want to play Eco now. So like with the Eco and Shadow set coming out, um, oh, I was really excited so about Shadow um, of the Colossus playing that again because, yeah. you know, the first one was like five frames a second. But um, <laughs> Eco, I had already played through twice and I thought I was done with. But now that I read the book, I can't wait to play Eco again because mm. like it's just totally want to go back through that world now. And I guess because the book sort of gives you an, a, um, this author's perspective on what the story was and what everything, what happened and you know, Eco has a, doesn't really tell you much of anything. You have to figure it out well, for yourself. Yeah. So that my is it just the game? Is it like the book version of a movie where it tells you the same events, or is it pre leading up? No. To it see, or the, actually, after the it? worst parts of the book are the parts where you're like going through the castle. It does sort of. It doesn't like handheld hold you through the castle, and some it, it varies from the real game. In is it some, told from the main? Whose perspective is it told from? Like, give us the what's the? So it starts. I I guess I don't want to. Well, it's not going to spoil much because everybody played the game. But I mean, it starts off with the. I haven't pre- played with the game. The, you never played Eco. I, I quit after trying to jump off the first chain. It was bullshit. That dude, you no, know, really? you're wrong. Broken mechanics. Wrong. Broken mechanics. Play it again. I'm going to give it another shot when the HD version comes out. But this is like a big bonus. Even contention. even gaming Jesus can be wrong sometimes. Hey, amazing, <laughs> I'm I'm willing to give it another shot. Trust me, I want it. I to admit like the it. controls weren't like. Well, anyway, we can talk about Eco when Eco comes out again. But basically, just don't um, spoil anything with no, your no, explanation of how the book is told. I'm just curious what. So the game, the, the storyteller of the book, it changes. But the the thing is, it starts off telling the backstory before the game, the events that okay, lead up cool. to it, and that is actually super interesting. Right. I mean, again, maybe it's not canon. I don't know. But yeah, is this just made up by this? Lady, or is this like as far as we proof? know? Yes, hey, I, mean, lady. I don't know if, if uh, Ueda and those guys like yeah. had any input or what. It sounds like maybe they didn't. Uh-huh. I don't know. You know, Ueda has said on the record that Shadow of the Colossus is technically a prequel to Eco. Like, if you guys missed the interview, you missed it, but he said it, and so I think that much is canon. Okay, this doesn't really tie into that at all, but it does give you backstory on. Why does the boy get sent to the castle to right. be a sacrifice? And what is the story oh, there? Why? That's, that's that's the first five I seconds know. of the game. <laughs> I'm joking. Even I know. Like that. even even the intro of the game. I went back and watched it on YouTube after. It was interesting to me now because like seeing They've the guard. Apparently the guards, changed it a little bit for this new one. Really? Yeah. Wait, how? I don't know, but I just heard God, that they I have. can't wait to play it. I don't think basically that that's true. Actually, I the, on Gaff they said it was different. Huh. Well, we'll see. But basically, you know, even that short scene in the beginning where they're on the horses and they're carrying him like is right. you know now i think i thought like at the beginning i saw it i was like yeah whatever they're taking him to the castle now like i've got a million ideas running through my head of what could be going on and why based on stuff that happened in the book the book gets you thinking about what the story might mean so book starts before the game before the game, game happens within the book and book carries on after and the during game. the game during the part where the game happens she basically tells a lot of stuff that you didn't see in the game like okay Without this isn't spoiling either because it's, it's kind of spoiling the book a little bit I guess but like basically you know you're guiding Yorda around the castle throughout the game Yorda's the name of the girl mm-hmm. when they're holding hands which is like all the time he sees visions from being attached to her so he gets to see what happened in the past from her perspective which is kind of oh, cool and so nice. you kind of see her backstory as well okay and they show her backstory and then it gets to the end and then you know it's sort of 
basically are there watermelons in the end a little of bit of book? no there aren't uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of what happened after just a little bit of what happened after as well but um what was the matter Katie? sorry i just had like a weird pain in my foot go ahead all right so anyway um I, I thought it was super interesting the parts where you're in the castle which there are some where he's going through are, are throw away and i kind of wish so just is there those. any like sentences where like i'm pushing this rock sorry and into this hole. No, but there's just a lot of like you know. And I he climbed, climbed the chain. There is a lot of that. It's like you know what he, but it's what he's thinking while he did. I tried but I don't... to jump off the chain and I couldn't, and I fell, and then I jumped on the chain again, and then I couldn't three times, and then I turned the game off, and I played. That was Halo Two. And I played Halo Two instead. But here's the thing: I would say, especially if. Everybody, Eco to me is one of my favorite games ever. I've never really talked about it on the podcast. Have you seen it's, any it's of the like top five games ever? Of the new like, one? What? Have you seen any footage? I'm, I've been kind of avoiding it. Like we even had a chance to play what it. Are, at E3 what are you avoiding? You played through it like twice. No, no, no I just it? don't want to see any of it. It I want, looks I want it amazing. Be, I want it to come to me new again. It like, looks so know? amazing. And Eco is one of my favorite games ever. And so if you're even anywhere like that, like Eco means something to you, you should read the book because again, like some of it, thirty percent of it is like throwaway, but there's a lot of interesting stuff in there to get your mind going. <laughs> Do you have it on you? Uh, it's at home. I'll bring oh, it in if you want to read I it. I would like to read it. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, I, I'd say it's worth reading if you like Eco. Okay, give us the name of it again. It's Eco, people. Castle in the Mist. Okay. Castle and in you the Mist. Can, it's like everywhere on it's Amazon. It's a paperback, yeah. It's on, I went and bought it in the store, actually. I bought For it at Barnes & Noble. It's like eight bucks or something like that, Cheap? I think. Nice. I don't know, ten bucks, something. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Worth well, reading. cool. All right. Well, then, uh, enough of that jazz. Time for the mm. news, because there's been a lot of it. Uh, this past couple weeks, um, Gamescom happened. Um, mm. A lot of let's keep with tradition. We've been talking 3ds stuff. It's like 3ds <laughs> has been in the news. A lot of rumors. Rumors. A lot of rumors. Look at all these rumors. Yeah, you guys heard any good rumors lately? Um, how about this steaming pile of dog <laughs> shit? Um, <laughs> this is coming to us. All the, all of our news, by the way, coming to us from uh, OneUp.com, Joystick.com. Andrea Sang. And uh, I got some stuff from Hachima, but they don't listen to this podcast, so oh. fuck them. <laughs> I might. But they come. might. They're the ones who aren't they the ones who yeah. basically said that we decided that. Monster oh, that's Hunter a good point. Yeah. yeah. And then a whole. Well, then hello, they, Hachima. They don't, they don't listen to us I, very well. I go to your but. site fairly often. Anyway, the story, as told on OneUp.com, anyway, is a French website O1Net, who you might know from such previous hits as uh, leaking. Specs of the uh, Vita and Wii U, mm-hmm. and also incorrectly um, talking about Vita's RAM, right? Getting yes. cut in half and uh, other stuff. Okay, but unlike most rumor sites, they have at least a track record of, of hitting every now and then. They've hit a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah, they've 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 had some prior to real announcements uh, information. Um, now this is a translation from NeoGaf. Um, so that removes you again one more right. um, thing away from what might be the truth. Who knows? Or maybe get you a step closer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Through accident. But, oh, I was deep, man. But yeah. um, so they're saying that <laughs> Nintendo has some major changes up its sleeve for the 3DS, according to this report. Um, those include release of a second analog stick attachment or a circle pad, whatever you want to call it, for the current system and a revamped version of the handheld that would have that second stick. Let me get this out before anybody comments on it. Um, So apparently the idea is that for current 3DS owners, there would be some kind of attachment 
um, possibly sold for as cheap as $10, or maybe they would come with games um, that would attach onto the system. I like I can't even say this without laughing. That sounds yeah. like yeah. the worst idea. Attach yeah. onto the system <laughs> would serve as a second analog, and that would be like the uh, holdover for current owners, and then the new version of the system would just have the second stick um, built in. Now... They're saying that this wouldn't happen until next year. They're also saying this new version would be like um, repackaged, rebranded to not push the 3D as hard, whatever the fuck that means. It's yeah. still called the yeah. 3DS. Maybe they're going to call it like <laughs> Super DS or something. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Like the new, it's still going to have the slider. What does that mean? Push, not going to push the 3D. I don't know. It's well, going to have the ch- 3D. It doesn't even, that, okay, that, anyway, yeah. that doesn't make sense. So go ahead. What is, now, as a left handed person, this pisses me off. Why because so? that make you, you know, happy? like the price drop, I was like, okay, I get free games, whatever. But whatever. as a left-handed person <laughs> who will probably not be able to play uh, Kid Icarus properly, like the fact that they're releasing a new, uh, they could possibly be releasing a new version of the system with a analog pad that would suit someone like me infuriates me. Okay, what? I did what? not expect this reaction at all. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> because I spent $250. JJ, no. This is bullshit. I know. I know. I know. Why are you getting I know. freaked out? I know. What if I told you that Nintendo is going to give away 3DSs starting tomorrow to I'm everybody gonna, that's not named JJ? I'm not gonna. Be- I'm not gonna believe it. But I'm saying, if in the case that this is true, and I know that it's not, okay, yeah. JJ, if we had like a 20 hour long podcast, I'm just angry. <laughs> okay, we could talk about all the possible things that but could if, happen. But if it is that true, would, that would, that would then make your life I, miserable. I would. I would be very angry. Okay. Now that we got that out of the As way. As a left-handed person. I got to ask something. Do you remember in the NES era, I think, wasn't there some sort of attachment to, like, the NES controller or something like this? Yes. Like an, it like was a, a, not, not an official oh, thing. Oh, it was, yes. It was like a stick, like a joystick. Do you remember this? Like Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just thinking, like, they I had, remember something like this, and it was horrible, and it was, like, from Bandai, I think. Right. They, they had, they like had a, those controllers that you could attach onto an NES yes, controller and, and make it a little joystick. A little joystick. Yeah. Totally fucking ghetto-ass exactly. shit. Yeah. And anybody, including JJ, <laughs> that thinks that Nintendo would possibly fucking do this. I don't know. I normally quantify everything. I qualify it. I, like, right. cover my ass. Yeah. This is just stupid shit. Yeah. I don't even know how it would work. Actually, well, I, I only bring it up to talk about it on this podcast because <laughs> for this reason, to have fun right. making fun of it, because I think even <laughs> reporting it as anything. But here is why this is so fucking stupid. OK, a how does that how does any possible attachment? There's no like port on the right, right side mm-hmm. for it it's to connect into impossible. the headphone port. Perhaps something's going <laughs> to <Okay. laughs> like, no data can data can stream through a. Stereo port. All right. Well, so (laughs) something's going to stick out of it. They're going to, after everything that's happened until now, be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. We should have put a second analog stick on there. (laughs) We're just going to add this fucking thing that's going to stick out of your fucking pocket and break off and look fucking stupid. And you won't be able to close the system. Your 3DS would look like a cyborg, I think, with wires hanging out. Like a board. It's going to be totally snatcher. That's A. B, forget, forget even that. Releasing a redesigned one that has a different piece of hardware to yeah. it that games will have to be designed to take or not take is just that, yeah. that for any company suicide. this is ri- ri- ridiculous but yeah. much less Nintendo they're uh-huh. never going to right do something right after the price drop yeah, right no after less the price drop, <laughs> yeah. right after the price drop 
the, but the stuff about the 3D, I think is probably true. What about the 3D? <laughs> that they're going to somehow not push it so much anymore. I feel like 3D is a lot, is one of the reasons, maybe price was number one, but I feel like 3D is one of the reasons a lot of people are sort of keeping their distance from the system. Mm. And yeah, 3D was, un, it was uncharacteristic of Nintendo to pimp something like 3D, I think. I mean, yes. as as a, yes. as a sales as point the for creators their... of the Virtual Boy, right? Well, it's it's very easy to well, second guess the gimmick. I mean, it, but it's very easy to second guess now. But that E three when that was shown, that is what everybody was talking right. about. They were not talking about how powerful the system was. They were not talking about the game. They were talking about holy fuck. I'm seeing 3D. I'm not wearing Except glasses. Me. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you were. Not. I was excited about it's, the power of the system. Yeah. And it's easy for you to say. <laughs> it's easy for you to say because you don't see the 3D. But but I Nintendo has been saying more recently. I think it started with Iwata talking to shareholders that yeah, not every game has to use the 3D. Just the same. Not every game on the Wii has to use the waggle control. Right. Um, True. That that much is very true. I do think it's it's easy to second guess now also and to be like, well, maybe we shouldn't have called it 3DS. Like a lot of right. people probably kind of think it's still you have like the DSI right. and the DSXL, yeah. and a lot of people are thinking it's just another iterative step instead of like the real next. That is leap. a problem. So right. maybe the quote unquote DS Lite like form of the 3DS might maybe it's going to have a different name. Maybe it'll be you know maybe it will just be a slightly redesigned, more compact, more something. DS with a different name. That part alone, I could see happening. Yes. Like, yeah. So that part is not only right. can I see that happening, that part is as inevitable as the tides. Like that is going to well, happen at some point. Right. You mean the the sort of re- new format of it, but not necessarily the name change. Or do you mean you think the name is going to change? No, too? no, the name is not going to change. Well, you don't think it, they would call it like just make it? What if DS Lite was called? You know, I don't know something else. Like, no, they'd have to call would, it. They'll have to call it 3DS, whatever. Otherwise, you're confused. I'm buying software. Am I buying it right, for this? True. That? That's true. Or the Imagine a parent trying to buy a video game for their child, mm. and they're like, "Which do I buy? It doesn't. It says 3DS. I can't use." this can i it, it would just be too much too, too much i'd like to see that going on in a game store somewhere someone like well, holding I, two games I've seen, going, people, oh, do, I've seen people do that yeah. i have i want to say i want to give a Sounds shout out funny. to giant bomb i don't know if you saw today patrick i think is the one who put this story up but they put up a story the headline that to me was like the best way to address this of anyone which was um prepare for stupid rumors as nintendo schedules fall 3ds event I'm going which to is, preclude that with saying my tweet about this, which happened like 12 hours <laughs> before that, uh, which probably this came this. from, okay. was me saying was saying the announcement of the event that's coming that we're going to get to that right. in a second, but was saying like silly rumors go. And I even threw a couple out there. I think one was like the Vitality Sensor as an attachment. <laughs> right. Another was when like... is that coming out, by the way? <laughs> I, maybe never. Another was Monster Hunter 3DS. Another was Smash Brothers, which is super ridiculous since they said that that's just like a cocktail napkin sketch right. at this point. Right. Um, while they're finishing up Kid Icarus. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I was happy to see that because every other site is basically printing the same story that everybody else yeah. is about what this French guy said or whatever. Anything right. Patrick like, says in Giant Bond, just look at my Twitter feed about <laughs> two days beforehand. You'll see. Right. And I, I kid those guys. I love them. They have the best best podcast out there. Um, including, Except for ours. Include, no, including ours. Oh, yeah. um, speaking of very slightly redesigned, slightly tweaked uh, consoles, um, 
so slight you wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, I'm looking at a picture right now, and I can't even tell the difference. It's like the power button's a little fatter, and then the Wii logo is in a different spot. So let's start what we're talking about first. <laughs> Slow down there, Ruined Cowboy. Yeah. Hey, new look Wii console coming. This was announced at uh, at, at Gamescom for Europe. Um, I don't know if they've talked about America yet, but anyway, a new quote-unquote streamlined Wii console. Um, <laughs> hey, we're... Uh, is released going to be released in the UK before Christmas? I'm glad you had to sneeze because I can finish what I had to say here first. Um, it's going to be part of a new value bundle, which comes with Wii Party and Wii Sports, which is fucking brilliant, by the way. First yeah, of all, that is yes. Um, and second of all, it's des- designed to sit horizontally rather than vertically, which makes me laugh because if you look at this thing, it looks exactly the same as a normal Wii. Um, the big difference, the quote unquote streamlined part of it is on the inside, not the outside. It no longer plays GameCube games, which is sad. Um, no, nobody cares. The bundle includes a Wii remote plus controller and nunchuck. And there's going to be a bunch of other value Wii bundles this autumn. They're getting the stock through. They're really getting the stock out of there. You don't think anybody cares about GameCube games? No, uh, no Wind Waker. No, no one who's there? like really like no one out there is really honestly like, what about my GameCube games? And if they are, they're well, you know they're why totally they're doing it, it so they can sell you their GameCube games on the you know Wii U store or whatever. Sure, why not? But I mean, at this point, it's like, out. but you don't care. You don't Lo- you load care. it up on your PC. I have GameCube games on my, in my backlog that I'm not. I haven't finished yet. You will I'm, never play them. I, so I always argue, though, that the backwards compatibility is more a feeling of, wow, okay, I didn't waste all that money on those other games, having Security. them on my shelf. Yep. Right. I don't have to have another system hooked up, even if you never play those games, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I'm actually going to play those games. I, I feel like, though, nowadays, like, I, you know, I don't endorse piracy or anything, but emulators are legal. And you can play your own personal games on emulators. Yeah, but dude, how many people have You're talking the time like one percent of the population to downloading, back up their downloading game, a program? Do it's all not that hard. crap? It's it not, is a pain uh, in the it's ass. It's a pain in the ass. ass. When you the play average play it on human, the TV and then and, and when you get your Wii U and you want to play your GameCube games, right, it's so going to be a pain in the ass to plug in your old Wii. So next, let's say the next Xbox is announced, Xbox Seven Twenty, not backwards compatible with Xbox Three Sixty. You're like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? I don't really have any Xbox games. <laughs> All right, PS4, not PS3. I, you know, I like. I hope they don't make that mistake again. Jeez, man. Well, yeah. like, what's your, what's I, I didn't really care about the PS2 not being compatible. Uh, like, you know, JJ's honest. a bad okay. test subject yeah, for this. No. All right, yeah. you know what? Yeah. The thing that I was like spitting out before. Like, I don't, like, I don't miss it. What is it with Europe and the new machines cutting out Wi-Fi? Like, do Europeans not use Wi-Fi or something? Wait, this like, doesn't cut out Wi-Fi. It's just GameCube. I think it does. No. Oh, it's GameCube. You sure about that? Yeah, you're skipping ahead to... No, no, I know the PSP does, but I thought the Wii did too. I'm pretty sure somebody said that. Not according to anything else. All right, I'll have to look it up, but... It wouldn't wouldn't have online that way. Yeah, well... I mean, you'd have to buy that freaking... Do I have to make the joke for you? Well, no, unless unless it just has... Unless it has the plug in the back. Don't say it, JJ. Okay. Don't say it. Unless it has the, you know, uh, uh, what do you call a it? Jack in the back? A jack in the back. Uh, a jack in the back. A jack in the back. I do not know. So are we going to get to that crappy PSP at some point, too? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Right. You want to you wanna skip ahead and uh, well, no, Sony no, news? What... Well, we mentioned b- before that, real fast, we mentioned um, Nintendo's event, which um, just the rumor of which apparently made the stock jump. Although, like with any market movements... People want to attribute it to something. Sometimes, yeah, is, sometimes right. it isn't. Anyway, a, a Bloomberg Japan report that just kind of offhandedly mentions this 3DS-related event coming September 13th, which would put it right ahead of TGS. Mm-hmm. Right. That alone 
it just talked about it like everybody already knew what this was. Right. That alone made the stock price jump, has everybody talking um, all over the internet. Um, I mentioned some of the rumors before. Of course, like this is going to be the source of a million different mm-hmm. hilarious things, including that you know added second controller. They're going to announce a new redesigned 3DS. Uh, they're Monster going to announce Hunter. Monster Hunter. They're going to announce Smash Brothers. They're going to be show. Uh, Dragon Quest Hunter. 10 has got to be there because on the 15th, uh, uh, the 1, 2, and 3 special box or whatever comes out, and that comes with footage of Dragon Quest 10, so they've got to say something about it. That would be very interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. If when that does that come out? Was it? The September 15th, I believe. Oh, yeah, it could be. So, and there's rumors. Well, yeah, never mind. Let's keep going. Well, that is interesting that it's right around uh, TGS time, like right. right before it. So It is interesting that they chose to do it the same day as our party. <laughs> and that is, yeah, yep. coincidence? I think not. <laughs> so is Iwata going to show up? I guess he will. Maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be in Tokyo, huh? Right. That's right. Um, I'll give him a ring. Another <laughs> event happening around TGS time, Level 5 is doing their own event oh, yeah. instead of going to TGS. Um yeah. Level 5 Vision, which is their annual event, which we usually cover, right. um, is not happening. Dude, next time I bring in a sleeping bag. Jesus this year. Christ, yeah. that was like five hours long. It, yeah, it was it like was long, <laughs> but it was, I mean, come on, dude. There was, they packed with games. Yeah, there was a I lot guess. of freaking stuff for them yeah. to talk about. Even I don't think it, most of them are out yet, though. It was like a musical <laughs> interlude. Yeah, I know. A lot of them still, uh, still not there. My YouTube account, that thing still has like six zillion hits, the Ace right. Attorney versus... Uh, Oh, Professor wow. Layton. So I'm guessing we'll probably see that there. Well, so first of all, level vision, level five vision, which is their annual event, is not happening this year. It would happen around now, but mm-hmm. instead they announced this level five world, which is happening in October. They're gonna have their own event. They said some of their games kind of weren't ready for TGS. Was the reason? Huh. Um, and they said that also um, they just well no they didn't they didn't they said that. Basically, it was because their games weren't ready, but it sounds like they also wanted to have their own event. Right. October 15th and 16th is going to be in Tokyo. It's going to be free. Um, It's kind of sad because their booth was one of the big booths at TGS. Yeah, it's like the ever-shrinking TGS. But it makes total, total sense because of the mania around them and like how difficult it is to actually get in and play their games at a TGS, if they have their own event, maybe it'll be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, And they got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yasumi Matsuno, who, as we've talked about before, Ooh. from Vagrant Story, um, right. Tactics Ogre has moved there. Maybe they'll talk about his game. They showed a bunch of silhouettes, um, which Silicon Era, uh, Level 5, showed a bunch of silhouettes with this announcement um, of different characters, which Silicon Era kind of broke down, or they reappropriated from somewhere else, and I had JJ annotate. So you got Professor Layton, you got this little dude from Fantasy Life, which they showed before. Is Several it times. 3DS? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like a DS game, and now it's a 3DS game. Yeah. Nobuo Ematsu is doing the music. Right. You got your Nino Kuni guy. Um, you got your Little Battlers Experience dude yeah. for the PSP kind Experience. of uh, Pokemon for maybe slightly older kids game. You got your Inazuma 11 soccer player. Uh, Time Travelers, that schoolgirl from that game, which they showed off. That's another 3DS game. That game, game. looked yep. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed like a cinema and then a uh, girls RPG. Yeah, they're calling it girls RPG. Formerly uh, Kabachopi. Kabachopi, oh, which was the... Mobile? 
Right. That was the a mobile game, but now they're yeah, putting it out on 3DS. And like the whole team that's working on this game now is like just all women. Mm-hmm. The director's a woman, uh, really? all this stuff. So And there is a mysterious spiky haired young boy, if you can believe it, in a level five game with oh, a silhouette. They do not know who it is. Who I know. It it's be? crazy. <laughs> um but uh staying on level five, speaking of Nino Kuni, uh the PlayStation 3 version Ooh. finally has a release date. Yay. And that date is November 17th in Japan. Mm. Um, it's going to be 8,800 yen, which is... <gasps> yeah. We're kind of back into the old school, like when I bought Fantasy Star 4 at Babbage's. It was like $100. I, like, yeah, I had like d- d- seven bills and a whole bunch of change. I just like... Psh, all this money, it was like $94 or something oh, like I worked that. at EV when that came out, man. I believe that... Translates yeah. to 115 American dollars. Yeah. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's quite a bit. Um, it will be Which almost is... a year since the DS version of Nino Kuni came out in Japan last mm. December. Um, and which that didn't fare too well. Didn't right. fare too well. It had a book with it, which uh, which I think we all thought was an awesome idea. I mm. think this year it's they're not going up against Monster Hunter, which is a big difference. That's but well. They're also thing, not packing in a Bible-sized book. Right. Are they yeah. not? They're also two no. different. Yeah, I don't think so. Not. I don't think there's a book with the PS3. Is there, I, I, I don't. They've that, shown. I they haven't said anything about a Magic Master book for the PS3 okay. version. I would assume that they would not because that keeps their. Although with that price, that price does seem high for yeah. not including true, a book. Yeah. It should come with a book and a bookshelf. But Monster, well, <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter and Nino Kuni, maybe it kind of. But I think they're two. Pr- Pretty different audiences. I think yeah, Nino Kuni was aimed a lot lower and a lot at D, obviously at DS owners. I think they were banking on that, but I, I think Monster everybody was swept up in Monster Mania. Who's not swept up in Monster Mania? Um, but that game looks fucking crazy good. Mm, I'm excited to yeah. see the the anime sequences. Apparently, there's a lot of overlap, but uh, there's they're not the same game. Right. Um, but they haven't that I know of at least detailed exactly how they're different. Um, I bet they won't. I don't think they will. Well, we do know that at least the combat is different. Well, that's the one thing. I I liked the combat in Inokuni, but um, it was way too simple. I I need more, uh, basically. Um, So we uh, talked about PS3. Speaking of PS3, the other big news out of Gamescom from Sony, uh, they cut the PlayStation 3 price. Booyah. That was no. good. Cha-ching. Um, Nintendo's not the only one that can drop prices, bitches. Sales went up pretty pretty quick right after that price drop, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they dropped to 249 euros, $249, or 24980 yen. How, how crazy is it that five years after it came out, it price drops to two fifty, which is yeah, like what yeah. consoles I, used to be like expensive. Tells right. you a lot. Can you believe that? Like yeah. I, I feel like we're still like Five nowhere years. near the next gen because the prices are still too high. This yeah, is true. Well, it was it was two thousand nine. Everybody's like, oh, they must be in trouble because I read on the internet that when a system drops its price, it's in trouble and everything's terrible and the sky is falling and oh my god. Um, yeah, it's been like two years. It's been a long yeah. time since the Slim was announced mm-hmm. that they dropped the price. So it's I'm about happy. that time. I'm finally happy with my PS3. Yeah. 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 No, I it feel... It took a really long time to reach its stride. 250 is a good deal for a PS3. Speaking of, good, player. Speaking of good deals um, in Europe only, this is another kind of weird announcement. Yeah. Uh, this goes back to the redesigned hardware This is a talk. weird one. Also out of Gamescom, Sony announced that, again, Europe only... The PSP E1000 is coming out for 99.99 euros. Um, 
with a and a bunch of games are being released at nine ninety nine euros, which is a new cheap price. Mm-hmm. Um, this new redesigned PSP it looks pretty much like a normal PSP. It's, it's like a little it's kind of different. like got like a crappier body. I think it's like a, you know it. In a, yeah, yeah, it's it going to be flimsier. a little cheaper and a little flimsier. It does not include Wi Fi, which to mm. me is like yeah, that's what wow. I was talking about earlier. That yeah. is like, what, do do Europeans not use Wi Fi? I, I feel like this is like PSP Junior. It's for like ten year olds. I feel like my first PSP. Yeah. Maybe, but PSP is just. I mean, just in the last year or two, has gotten to a point where the Wi Fi is like welcome because you can download games basically right onto your PSP using yeah. the PSN store and like they that features. So long. here's the here the thing it will still provide access to the full catalog of psp games either on umd or from playstation store via media go right you have to download it what on your that? pc that's the pc oh. program oh you can and then transfer it to you your can't PSP. do it through your ps3 oh. though well you can do that well, you too. can do that too yeah. oh yeah. This is, you don't have a ps3 right through the usb but, cable to right the usb port. exactly yeah that's kind of bizarre neat. but it's a pain in the ass you can well, i mean it's it's a pain in the ass if you don't have a p i mean if you don't have PS3, Tell, do, but it's really, cool that does, they have that. Does feature. dropping yeah. Wi-Fi is that really the the thing that is makes there, this like affordable? Yeah. Like, is there you anybody find no. other ways to trim the price? Like, well, here's the, my thing: does anybody? I mean, that, okay, that ninety nine ninety nine price point is pretty magical. So maybe they did have to mm. do crazy shit to catch yeah. that. But otherwise, like, I think almost anybody that buys this, except for that psychological aspect of under hundred euros, would pay the ten more euros, five or whatever it is. For the freaking Wi-Fi, right? And also, you're 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 cutting yourself off from the sales of downloadable games, which are actually bigger in Europe than anywhere else. Those actually PSP really? minis no. are actually big in Europe. This is like the mm. secret, Sony secret. <laughs> <laughs> Those games actually sell ancient in secret. Europe. Brew thing, yeah. No, I I, I agree Europe. with that, but I almost jumping. never use my Wi-Fi with my PSP. I connect it to my PS3 and yeah. use the store that way. But the Wi-Fi itself, not that often. I could see mm. people who are just kind of lay to the whole thing, not noticing or caring. But I, I, like I was saying, like I feel like this is probably probably for kids. You know, with the Vita coming out, no one's really going to be buying a PSP except for you know someone who can't afford a Vita. And this is a good alternative, I think. Yeah, I, I think it is a matter of okay, we're gonna we're gonna go projects. F- we're gonna yeah. go for the top end with Vita, right? And then now we're just gonna get out to the rest of you with the cheap with the cheap the low end. Take this up, but right. but it is weird and maybe telling in some weird way that this is only coming out in Europe. Like if this is such a great idea, yeah, and not confusing to the consumer and not mixed messaging or whatever with Vita coming out. Why is it not coming out? Oh, you got America, think Japan. America, America. I mean, I think Sony America of all the Sonys has been the smartest, more or less. I mean, they've made some mistakes, but I think I'm surely they're thinking like we don't PSP Go like just was a huge mistake, confused everybody. Right. We don't want to make it any more confusing now <laughs> leading up to Vita. It's funny because like now you had PSP Go and now they're going in the exact opposite direction with like no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi at well, all. Well, in Europe, yeah. Right. <laughs> PSP Go was largely driven by America, according to people right. in Japan. I mean, right. they even said like Japan people told us we don't want to release Go here. Like America is making us. So it's like obviously like, you know, America now probably got the point. You know, it's like we mm. don't want to confuse the market any further mm-hmm. especially with vita coming up let's just focus on vita right i don't well, I think I'm especially surprising in japan if there is this cheaper model where J- japan is the psp market right like you don't right. release that along but like everyone a, who wants a psp already has one at this point that's true and, and also, you can get them used also japanese consumers are used to paying outrageous prices for that's shit. also true i mean with yeah. their 70 dollar dvd well, you can charge whatever you want with it, and their 85 dollar whatever game that 115 what was the uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, yeah, it's like 
Well, uh, staying on Sony, so uh, Sony Worldwide Studio boss Shuhei Yoshida um, talked about motion control a little bit. Um, we were expecting them to not talk about it at all at E3. They, they actually talked about it a lot at E3. He's still talking about it at Gamescom. He was saying, uh, quote, as far as I'm concerned, the motion control today is like the 8-bit phase of video games. Um, and uh, he was saying that it's still held back by, quote, many limitations um, another guy. Wait, Mika- what? What the eight motion control is like the eight bit era? Yeah, he's it's, saying we're now in the eight bit era right. of motion of, control. Of motion control. Oh, oh, like in terms of how primitive it is, in terms of you know, presumably he's talking about Connect and we and what uh, their wand. Yeah, but you know what? In the eight bit era, like people were in, made were more creative and made like amazing games because of the limitations. I don't see that happening with Move or Connect at all. I see a bunch yeah. of. So yeah, shit, in 25 years we'll have good motion games, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, they anyway. did, they also said uh, another guy from Sony, Mick Hawking, who's a senior director at Sony Worldwide Studios. What's his name? Mick Hawking. Mick Hawking. Mick Hawking. There's space yeah. in between. It's not like, like an Irish guy named Mick Hawking. No. Like, it's his name is M I C K space. Yes. Hawking. Thanks for clearing that up. Thank you. It's not like a McLevin. Sort of <laughs> if you're situation. listening to this podcast, we're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he says uh, there are loads of things we can do. Maybe we'll create objects holographically and interact with them via motion controllers. Holograms, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be cool with holograms. Shit, I'm holograms okay with that. Shit. How many years in the future is that going to be? <laughs> but the uh, Ninja Gaiden three guys, Team Ninja, apparently plenty happy with motion control. They're incorporating. PlayStation Move <clears throat> compatibility with Ninja Gaiden 3, which mm. sounds like a terrible idea to me, yeah. but I'm curious what you guys think. I feel like if it works for Zelda, it could work for this. But but Zelda in the the combat in Zelda versus the combat in Ninja Gaiden, like I'm not even sure it works for Zelda yet. Like that's yeah, well, wait, that's seen. it's still it's still you know to be seen. But I, you know, I'd like to try it. I mean, I, I, listen, I'm all for trying it. Yeah. But my thing is when you're waving that thing around. Your character's probably not moving. I mean, is it going to be precision? I guess you could use the second like little double like to be yeah. moving your guy around. <laughs> but you, you require that. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like the precision that I... I'm not even a Ninja Gaiden guy, but the yeah. precision that I assume requi- is required. Well, it's more of a Ninja Gaiden is more of a timing thing. Right, but still. Like, at, at any rate, you're dodging, might... you're moving, you're doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and it depends on, like, you know, how involved do they want to get with a motion player? Is it like Zelda where you're, like, you know, one to one, or is it just, like, right. shake to shake, slash? Shake, shake. Yeah. Or maybe it'll force the Ninja Gaiden games to be a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm might, all for that. Might do. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, motion control. Coming to PS3 and 360 in early 2012, and then a Wii U version, I guess, has also been announced. Um mm that game um finally on uh wrapping up sony news um actually a few things real fast direct tv they're doing nfl sunday ticket uh on ps3 exclusively sony's kind of wrapping up the sports market they've Too got expensive. baseball they've yeah. got hockey it i was excited about it until i found out how expensive it is compared to season pass or whatever it's game called day, whatever it's game called. day yeah the the PC option is like a hundred dollars cheaper. The little bits of the UI though are pretty cool looking. I yeah, think. it's still it it is still cool that they're going. I mean, it's a smart move going after that market. No, it is. Um, they announced we talked uh, last time about what apps, quote yeah. unquote, apps you would want on your Vita. Um, and they announced that things such as Twitter, Facebook, and Foursquare are going to be on there. Um, 
Nico Nico Doga, uh, which is kind of like Japanese YouTube. Is yeah, it's, be on there. it's absolutely huge. And there is actually no iPad or like really good iPhone app for Nico Nico. So this is kind of big. I yeah. feel like this is kind of proof of the of Japan, like putting all of its weight behind Vita uh, hmm. because, yeah. Yeah. Nico Nico is a big deal. It's a good sign anyway. Yeah. Um, there's no so there's no iPhone app. There is an iPhone app, but it's utter shit. Okay. And there's no iPad app. What about like a normal cell phone? Like a non-iPhone? There, there's been a regular phone. like Docomo cell phone version yeah. for a long, long time. Okay. And yeah. what's wrong with that? It's like two frames a second. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, there should be a lot more Vita details um, coming up uh, before TGS. Speaking of before TGS, I think we'll probably have two podcasts. One before... One after, Yay. one pre-show, one, one pre-show day of the show. And one day of, probably, yeah. if we can swing it. Actually, day of is going to be really hard. It's going to need to be day after, I think. Uh, well, we well for you guys, year. it's going to be the same, so it doesn't matter. But I think for us, yeah, because yeah. Thursday night, we're not going to have any time to record. So yeah. we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Get we've got one more show before that. Um, we've got Garnet, at least. We've got sure. Garnet, mm-hmm. probably Shane, maybe Billy Bergkamp, or a lot maybe of different Christian, special Brian guests. Yeah. Um, Coming in, but uh, wrapping up with Sony, I don't think we talked. Did we talk about PlayStation Home last week? I think we might have dropped the ball. I think we skipped PlayStation yeah. Home last God, week. God, how do we do that? Well, now <laughs> we have to talk about this. It's getting in a quote extreme makeover. Ex- that's a uh, very makeover. lifting and wonderful show. Later this year. Um, this is depressing. It's uh, <laughs> going to be redesigned for the fall. An experience that's, quote, part theme park, part online game, and part social network, which I fucking hate theme parks. <laughs> I hate social games. Yeah. They, they, but I will say that they seems like they have the right idea. The idea is that, quote, no longer will people come into home and say, quote, I couldn't find anything to do, which I think this whole story is hilarious in light of Sony's, like, no, everything's great. It's awesome. We're making tons of money. Everybody loves it. It's got this huge audience. It's not for you. You just don't understand it. <laughs> like that whole attitude is like, oh, okay, that's why you're fucking completely axing the whole thing, paving <laughs> it over and changing it because people dancing for, you know, 10 hours in a conga line. Now, is now you, you get a lot of points money. for it. Yes. Now you get points for it. So, yeah, they're layering. They must have been listening to our podcast. Nobody was giving them any they feedback have. at all except right. us. Right. And they finally heard it, and they're like, it's time to I act. think it's fair to take credit for this. So they're layering new MMO-like quests and persistent branching storylines uh, into it. Um, it's going to be community. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. The branching storylines. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> branching storylines. Like, who was that person who danced <laughs> yeah, a robot in front of like, you? Today, JJ Dry Hump. <laughs> Tomorrow, JJ Dry I like Hump. Like, yes, will you go into the... Movie theater to look at to try to find the guy who right. It's home by way of Bioware. The robot. But they were they were saying they were saying the stories would be instant, so that like the, I, at least the article I read, they had like I, this is ridiculous. They had like an alien invasion of home, so that people who are accessing that story actually see the invasion happening. Will you while, challenge the aliens to a dance everyone party? Else who doesn't? They get Bill Pullman to do. Or a will you hump live in home? Yeah. I well, think it's an interesting idea. I'm not certainly not sure, sold, but well, I, I'll try. It. My favorite part of this, and maybe it's just the language used, but my favorite part is like uh, they talk about the appeal of quote gamifying the PS3 thing. What the fuck? What was the point of this in the first place? If it wasn't, I mean, I know it was to interacting with other people, but it was ostensibly to me always about games somehow. Yeah. But then you had to be waiting in line for a game, or you had it became about. 
buying, you know, looking like Chun-Li and your empty apartment and the furniture <laughs> in it and Hello, whatever. Polly Chun-Li. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, there's going to be like an amusement park like district. You're going to walk in and there's going to be bam, like a game right in your face. Yeah. Um, there's going to be, you know, clear what's where the action games are here. This is there. I mean, any change has got to be a big improvement. They're closing off the movie theater, which I think is one of the <gasps> dumbest, fucking, most worthless what? things ever. It's like, oh, man, that was so bad. Yeah, I gonna, watched a few is, episodes of Macross Frontier on that thing. What? Really? They had it for free, so I would watch them. But was you like, watching be- it on a screen, on a screen that was like shitty, no, low, you zoom in. res, You can whatever. make it full screen. You can make it full screen. And, and it's, it's, full, it's high res? It looked like a f- regular TV program. Is there going to be like a, so- right. a sodium uh, <laughs> roller, a rocket coaster? There's going to be sodium fucking everything. Yeah. Nice. Sodium, not salt, by the way. Right. It's also a metal. How funny is it that we're like the internet's number one source of home information? <laughs> no one else even goes on the system. So. Well, I just remembered that there's a, some other correction. The sodium correction made me remember oh, right. a correction from last oh, week. Oh, because of the Nintendo 3DS uh, buying points in increment, increments yes. of 500. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, it. even when I heard that, I knew you guys. Yeah, we were... Right. We, we, I, was, I, was, I was almost... Right, I was. <laughs> did you like? I almost gathered up. The no, because Marcus, uh, Marcus wrong. always so he's Mar- Marcus right so often that I question myself even when I I'm probably even, right. <laughs> even I said I believe like I, I don't know that's what it says here it seems unbelievable it was anyway for yeah. the record we said something about you could only buy like five dollars at a time at a time you can only buy in increments of five dollars mm-hmm. is what it actually is. Uh, right. I have a correction on too the from 3DS earlier shop podcast. Oh wow! Ooh. All right, so mm-hmm. this way just about the Wii. It's thing. not about You're, the age of consent right <laughs> no 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 that's okay. another person no about, about the Wii thing is is uh you guys i looked it up and it's true they were they didn't say anything about dropping wi-fi i don't know yeah. where i got that okay. so if you were on your way to don't write mind, an inflammatory like a post delete it now i already fixed it right yeah. don't mind the raccoon by the way i just thought europeans didn't like wi-fi for some there's reason there's any other things that we all knew were correct that you uh <laughs> <laughs> wrongly assumed then then we were testing you let so. us know right okay. um <laughs> So let's get into esports. Esports. How, uh, close, that, how close are we to getting to the uh, Resident Evil part of this podcast? By the way, because we're already like an hour and a half in, or something. No, yeah. we're only an hour. We're only an hour right. in. Yeah, we, one hour. Don't, <laughs> we, we're okay. We're <laughs> half. We're more than halfway through. Tomorrow's work is the start till eleven. Um. So esports, JJ. Esports. I was going to ask you for the esports um, theme, but oh. I think you already did it. Great. Um. This week in it's esports. In the game. Dun dun. <laughs> Dun, 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 baseball. Dun. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dota 2. Dota 2. You watched a bunch of Dota 2. I watched a lot of it. This big... was my first exposure to Dota. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's a little background real fast. Gamescom. So, right. Million dollar tournament. <laughs> you know, I know what Dota stands for. I mean, I've known it for years. And every time I think of it, I can't think of what it stands for. Like, what is Dota again? Defense of the Agent. Thank a- you. Ancients. Ancients. And Sorry. every time I look it up and I'm like, that's right. That's what it was. And I it forgot would be again. Very interesting it like if it was Defense again. of the Agents. But anyways. Um, <laughs> It was a Warcraft 3 mod. It was a Warcraft 3 map. That's kind of like a mod. Um, but then Valve uh, like picked up the guy who was maintaining it and was like, hey, make Dota 2 for us. And, or we'll kill you. Right. <laughs> and so he did. And they. this was kind of the big coming out party for it. And right. to do so, they had like the biggest uh, you know, purse in gaming dollars. history. Yeah. yeah. A million dollars. Uh, the guys who won, Navi, they didn't each get a million dollars they had to they split, split it, it how many people was it six six yeah. Jeez, man and uh yeah the yeah. the number two guys ehome the like the the biggest 
they are the biggest team in Dota. Like they are the top Chinese team and they got $250,000. It's pretty amazing the reach that this game has for yeah. something that I think is not on a lot of people's radars. No, it's not, not it's, in the console um, world at all. Maybe. Pretty yeah. much nobody plays it in America. But uh, the the competitive, the interesting aspect of this to me was that Valve built around this whole viewing and commentating. You could watch these matches as they happen in mm. English, Chinese, and they German. had they had uh, updated uh, stats right. that you could just watch and oh, they would change on that, the fly. It was great. Like, and they went from right from being live to being archived and a whole back end that Valve has said right. they're going to make this available to other developers as part of their whatever it was great when it was working <laughs> right and then yeah a couple to, a couple actually the matches i wanted to see i think it was because they had enough time hadn't passed yet i just wanted to watch the final match i have to say i tried watching this yeah and it was like boring as hell the commentation the the commentation the commentation was, commentation. Was, commentation was, was not was no good it was horrible See, and I, British accent, bad information, <laughs> no like, no background on what was happening. Like compared to the Evo fighting game tournament, right? The couple weeks that beforehand. was amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was so inclusive, and right. this was just so inscrutable. And I, what the hell is going on? Mm. And it just seemed slow. I, I felt that way when I first started watching it, and like a lot of the technical issues they were having kind of enforced that. But as I was watching the tournament the, the following days, I started to get into it like i still don't know much about the terminology or or anything but i was really the last couple of games i was really into and was really excited and wanted to play dota afterwards when people are nuts about these games and they're super 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 deep i mean right you do not part of the problem i feel like is you can't just wander in yeah i started playing heroes of new earth which is basically dota made by other people Mm -hmm. and i have i had to read like a glossary just to like kind of get a primer what's going on right Right. Well, um, and, and interestingly enough, so Dota 1 yeah. is still being remade yes. by Blizzard. Right. Who still own that. They own Defense of the Ancients. Right. Valve owns Dota. In fact, yeah, <laughs> Valve like purposely made the Dota like acronym... They want people to say Dota instead of like right. D-O-T-A or whatever. And like they 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 wrote it, they write it out as the word Dota now for that exact reason. Well, it's smart because that's pretty much what everybody called it. Wait, yeah. But how do you write it out different? You mean without the With, periods? No, they don't, it's just D lowercase O-T-A instead right. of like D-O-T-A all caps. Right, right. Um, well, yeah, I, I just think that's so bizarre that there's like yeah. Dota 1, which is coming out next year. <laughs> and then Dota 2 which is coming out well it seems a little to be earlier, like Blizzard like sort of realizing oh we sort of dropped the ball yeah, on, yeah. and Valve sort of now we're just going to try and pick up the I mean you know. well they've been working on it for a while but I right. think they I, what the thing that I saw that I think makes rings true is they saw Dota 2 and they're like oh yeah we made by the Dota guy probably basically. fix some of this stuff well I think there's two Dota guys I, I don't even there, want to there, get I think into actually it. there are three and this is the the they guy play each the, other the guy who's at Valve is like the guy who was last maintaining it okay. uh the blizzard dota they just like kind of said recently that like, they had a, a version and then they completely tossed it right in favor of a version that's kind of more inclusive and uh. easier to understand for so people that, who don't know i thought was the interesting part of the blizzard i really thing. want to play that yeah that's a good that's the messaging i want to hear i think coming out after dota 2 i mean i i can't expect valve is just going to be like yeah we're just going to Right, we're not going to include any anybody what else. What better not companies though? Like even if yeah. they're competing against each other, yeah. like Blau, I call them Blizzard and Blau, 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 and Blizzard. I mean Blizzard and Blau, Blau. 
Blaub. <laughs> That's like a Jewish like blizzard slash That's, that's my grandmother. If they ever like merge, we'll yeah. call them Blaub. Um, but um, so you've got that going on. And then I feel like, ironically, on the other hand, this God's Garden 4 yeah. Street Fighter 4 uh, tournament happened here in Tokyo over that the weekend. awesome. Which was really awesome to watch. But at the same time, I'm like seeing this like nice setup, million dollar thing happening for Dota 2. Yeah. And then cut to people sitting on the floor in Japan. In a like bar. a couple like, <laughs> dozen people sitting on the floor like yeah. goddamn animals. It for like two thousand dollars. What 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 turns out to be about three thousand dollars. And a bunch of like mad cats sticks basically at the end. Well, it, all right, go ahead, John. The audience, okay, the audience is way the hell bigger for Dota, of course. And it, uh, but not, not to take anything away from God's Garden, it was awesome to no, watch. No, it was. It's not even Dota though. Like esports in Korea and China are a real thing. In Japan, like esports is shunned. Like you play video but games the for thing, a living. The thing to me that's really was. I guess eye-opening was to, to watch God's Garden, which, like Mark said, is like in this little. I mean, it literally is in this little like bar. I mean, you can hear them taking orders, like they were like <laughs> calling last order before the final round of God's Garden. Wow! And like and with like maybe a hundred, two hundred people, and then you watch Evo, which had like thousands of yeah. people in this huge room. But and yet, most of the world's best players in yep. Street Fighter come yep. from Japan. It's yeah. like right. this is where all the kings are. Well, not all of them, but like a lot of them. Yeah. And yet, they're like in this like shithole for like a arena. It was very interesting to me. It's like, for just table like, scraps. For, it further proves that like I feel like Japan doesn't care about games. Like nobody. No, nobody it's cares not. About I mean, games. come on, that's a little too extreme. It's not they don't care about games, but I mean, it's just the culture is different. Something. I, I'm really curious what it is. Something is different between. Because you would think that they would have something at least Evo level here. Between they have Capcom support, they have well, there's, Mad there's, Cats that support. There's they SBO, Corey, the uh, controller, the company supports. Like all these companies are supporting it. S- SBO, uh, I forgot what the S stands for, but Super some Battle Super Opera? Battle Opera oh, yeah, is yeah. like the Evo of Japan. But the problem is, is though they, they they don't really make it public on. They don't stream it on the internet or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, this is somebody needs to fix. God's all Garden that. had good streaming. I was going in there yeah. expecting it to be crap, and it was it was it wasn't as good as Evo, but it was close. So yeah. the winner was uh, Fudo again. Yes, um, with his Fei Long. Um, Fei Long versus Yoon again. Um, Daigo <laughs> didn't even make the top eight. Daigo got his ass whooped twice. You know, he didn't even look like Daigo. I was wondering if he sent in like a stunt double or something. Did you guys watch it? Like, <laughs> the guy Daigo. did not look like Daigo. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looked like him to me. He looked like sick Daigo or something. Really? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, d- I didn't get to watch it because uh, I was doing family stuff and they were doing the tournament at five in the morning. Well, yeah, ironically, yeah. I was <laughs> like. This was awesome. So I looked. Yeah. Mark actually mentioned it in the first. Somebody mentioned it in the first place and I looked it up and I was like, oh, I'm in the US. I was in America and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to watch it because it's taking place Japan time. Right. And then I get up at like like 11 in the morning and they're like, they've still got like five hours to go. And yeah. Like it was it's like, so I watched the whole thing. It was great. It's like they only wanted Americans to watch it, basically. There were some amazing matches. Really? I, you can go back and YouTube them or you can watch them on Ustream. I highly yeah. recommend going back. There was uh, one match. So Urio, this guy who plays Sakura. Yeah. Um, took the loser's bracket all the way to like the second to last round. Damn. and. Then lost it. It was a bummer because everybody wanted a character other than like <laughs> right. or Yoon to like make it. It was really exciting to watch. Bunko Seth uh, only made it seventh as well, which I thought was uh, was interesting. I mean, the, the system is different than it was for for Evo sure. how it works. But if you don't know what we're talking about or why you should care or whatever, check out some matches. Like I think we've all been relatively 
recently converted into uh, watching this. I, I want to play some Street Fighter now too. I don't know if I'm gonna have time, but we've been talking about it while you've been gone. Game night, John, and it's gonna happen. Let's do it. Yeah, I bought we might, it. Mm-hmm. We might start doing that. Um, speaking of fighting, um, uh, EA versus Valve. There's been some of that going Fight. on. Um, talking back and forth. Battlefield Three apparently not going to be on Steam. Um, Big mistake. Yeah, Valve's president Gabe Newell being super nice, saying like, "Yeah, we have to show you know EA why they should be on Steam and you know being classy." Um, it's interesting because he's not someone to you know mince words. Like I mean, like he basically struck down Sony like a that's couple true. Years back. That's so, very like, true. It yeah. shows his respect for EA, and he's right. saying like, "Yeah, we have to prove you know we can make value, and you have to earn." our customers trust just like that. We have to earn EAs and, and Peter Moore on the other hand is like, you know, we just, the voice we need to <laughs> d- deal with our customers directly. Uh, we need to transact directly. And that's the key. Cause I was asking on Twitter, like, why is this different? Why yeah. is what EA doing? What EA is asking valve to do with steam different from what valve asked Sony to do with right. PSN and letting them put steam on it. And I guess the difference is that EA wants to, transact directly doesn't want to i don't know how that would even work yeah. but buy and sell it just seems i just want like an see, experiment we'll see if yeah. it lasts slash works i just want to see peter moore come out next e3 with a steam tattoo on his arm well i will i will say he peter moore goes on to say but if their terms and conditions and policies don't change then we'll focus on the other hundred download retailers we see in the marketplace and our own platform of course origin and i just have to say like name two yeah. Well, there's good Name. old games, Windows, uh, Windows, whatever. There's what? See, you can't, no, it's can you a, name two? Uh, and then there's the one by the guys. direct download. Is that one? I, I know so. that name. It's like, that's why, dude. Don't pretend yeah, I, like Steam is. No, oh, there's there's a hundred other things out there. Like, He's probably which one do Windows, I want to use today? Whatever they call it. The, right. the, the, no, the PC he, version of Xbox Live that totally bombed. Well, there are, all these, Live. there are all these little things. There's, there's like about five. Ones and there's, uh, but there are probably a hundred, but nobody knows them. Nobody uses them. Nobody trusts them. None of them have the features of Steam. Right. Let's not pretend that it's not like... You know, side note, I want to say like calling it origin is like taking a knife and just like stabbing me basically in my side. (laughs) It's like like for people who like the old Ultima games and, you know, anything origin. Let's not even let's not even get into that. It's just going to get ugly if we start talking about that. (laughs) Um, Speaking of ugly EA and Activision still in the catfight section. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was this from? I don't know. uh, uh, I believe it was joystick joystick. Um, Wow. Like. EA being a bunch of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, if this is the first time I've felt like, wow, Activision, I, I feel kind of sorry for you. You guys are, <laughs> like, when do you ever think that? Um, well, it's kind of like Sega versus Nintendo back in the day, right? Sega no. would, like, always wanted mm-hmm. to Mortal just, Kombat, like, bark no. at Nintendo. This is like, okay, so EA CEO uh, John Riccatello said he wanted to see Call of Duty, quote, rot from the core. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. I'm actually with him, right, so far. Okay. Nothing again. like, oddly enough, like, Call of Duty are the good games, but I don't like this whole, like, fucking, this is all video games are, this right. giant fucking crazy-ass circus. I do want to see some, like, good competition. Sure. Let's, let's put it that way. Not rot from the core. Right. But okay, that's a little a little extreme. But okay, you're a competitor. That's like whatever. Um, so Activision's Eric Hirschberg responded at Gamescom 
uh, with no response saying competition is healthy and mudslinging rhetoric is quote bad for the industry, which is of course right. He's right. <laughs> competition is healthy. That is great. And like mudslinging, mudslinging rhetoric. I don't know. That's kind of, I like it. I'm like the Michael Jackson, uh, t- thriller, popcorn eating gif. I, I enjoy <laughs> it, but I can understand his, you know, He's standpoint. The high road. <laughs> Absolutely taking the high road. Meanwhile, EA's corporate spokesperson, Jeff Brown says, welcome to the big leagues, Eric. Like, <laughs> just like imagine him like standing like the, the most asshole kid on the schoolyard. You can possibly put in your mind's eye saying these words. I can't even, I don't even know how to read these as like a shitty grade school bully. But welcome to the big leagues, Eric. I know you're new to the job, but somebody should have told you this is a competitive industry. You've got every reason to be nervous. Last year, Activision had a 90 share in the shooter category. This year, Battlefield 3 is going to take you down to 60 or 70 or 89. At that rate, rate, you'll be out of the category in two to three years. If you don't believe me, go to the store and try to buy a copy of Guitar Hero or Tony Hawk. Ouch. Iceberg. To which Activision did not respond. But, of course, the correct response is... Uh, yeah, go go try to buy a copy of uh, Beatles Rock Band. Oh, wait, you can because there's a fucking bazillion of them because <laughs> nobody fucking bought it, <laughs> at least compared to what you thought. Though to Tony Hawk EA ditched them. Uh, the Rock Band people. Yeah, they were. I think that was when they were MTV. But anyways. But rock Band is where the, what happened to Rock Band? Oh, uh, yeah, it died. But Tony Hawk and uh, DJ Hero, I think you can get for like 10 bucks now. Mm-hmm. I heard you could buy the whole set for DJ. And DJ Hero had like an 80 on Metacritic or something, so it's yeah. actually supposed to be. I, I kind of would have. Critically acclaimed, not very. Yeah. Garnet liked wildly. it, I think, right? A lot of people liked it. A lot of mm. people really liked it. Um. So, yeah, speaking of Battlefield 3, there's a freaking amazing trailer for that game that game looks, it looks good great yeah for gamescom a lot of other gamescom trailers you should check out uncharted 3 mass effect 3 there's a lot of capcom stuff devil may cry dragon's dogma steel battalion heavy armor the connect game they showed a, a, a trailer from that Asher's wrath um that had a sword as big as the planet earth of course yeah it's Sushiro's Wrath. Yep. Um, everything's done on that scale. Um, also from Gamescom, some Grasshopper stuff, some stuff from our buddies over there. Um, mm-hmm. Lollipop Chainsaw, they showed a first um, trailer yeah. of that. Yep. Um, Black Knight Sword, which is their looks new... Looks good. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I want to play that bad. Yeah, XBLA game. It's kind of like a... Wait, it's not PSN? Uh, it's just XBLA from what I... I actually looked up stuff and saw there Man. was... Just XBLA. What's the one with that? Who, who do I'm you care? You man. own both. Yeah, it's true. You own them both. I like my P- my PlayStation controller. Coming out this winter, um, there's a trailer and a gameplay off-screen thing out there. The trailer is really weird, actually. I don't know if you saw it. It's like three and a half no. minutes, but doesn't show anything. It's like a the whole thing is like a curtain. A Black Knight, uh, whatever. Black Knight Sword. Uh, I watched um, them playing it for a while. Yeah, so you can see Yamoka talk about it and uh, playing it a little bit. Um, it looks very almost kind of Clockwork Night ish. It reminds me of the loading screens from uh, Shadows of Them. Shadows exactly. of Them. Yeah, it's I, very I, the art style is very similar. Probably where the idea came from for it. Um, looks good. I can't wait. I and want the to shooting see more levels too, yeah. right? Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of like a Valis or simple Castlevania, like a two D, right? Uh, Side scrolling, kind of not hack and slash really more like a more like a castlevania i guess um not like a castle crashers yeah. agreed but like a pop-up anyway yep early 2012 this winter blah 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 
Um, what else, JJ? You put some random crap in here. There's like some love plus stuff. We need to mention this. <laughs> your your rah, 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 crazy homeless guy thing turned out to be true. There is yep. a new love plus 3DS hardware bundle. You can buy any of the three girls. Who's going to buy uh, Manaka? Who's going to buy Ninko? And who's going to buy Nene? Uh, Brendan's got Nene, I think. Brendan's got Nene. I do. Because and, uh, it's very embarrassing to have the same 3DS three three as somebody else. It's, it's like having... Hiroko. Like, I, I, I don't I do polygamy. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a one-woman man and... and uh, the not at all embarrassing totally. to have. I want to play it. I'm not the only one, right? I mean, no, with no. all you, the way you guys talk about it, I'm very interested it in it. Too. I kind of want to play. Like it. as like a case see, study. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> kind of like stepping like into the mind of a madman. Same way, yeah. Research. You want to like read the diary of a serial Silence killer, of the right? You kind of want to understand <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I remember Plus. Okamoto talking about it. Okamoto Yoshiki, Yoshiki Okamoto. Uh-huh. He played Love Plus, and he wasn't able to um, get a girlfriend for a while uh-huh. because you know he's. Well, I think a lot of people knows this, but he loves girls, so he hangs <laughs> right. out with girls all the time. So he doesn't have a problem getting girls, right? So for people like that, it's actually it's a hard game to accomplish <laughs> so, because because they're not playing the game the way the game was like aimed towards like nerds who like have trouble getting women sit at or home. Yeah, so yeah. that's what playing twenty four hours. If you're like a day. confident, you're like to- talking down to women or whatever. Like the game just totally does not work for you. Right. <laughs> Weird. Um, JJ, why? So I I asked JJ to print out important news <laughs> and stuff that happened recently, and in this, not included were some big things, but in it was first look Disney's animated Wreck It Ralph movie arcade. Okay, game. see, this is the the thing is like this doesn't this doesn't fit in one page without the pictures, and the pictures all look like a like an Atari game. Like the movie is based off of video. I know, but. You can look at the article and you can search for it. So the news is that it's... Like it's a, like based off games. It's kind of like an homage to games. It's game related. So the movie is game related? <laughs> yeah, the movie is, is is like kind of an homage to old classic games. Okay, John C. Riley is in it. We're already running movie. on like the longest podcast ever. So what let's are you just talking just I just got, I got so tons of news. I okay. Just, whatever. Um, finally, uh, Skyward Sword, we talked about a little bit earlier, has a date now. Yep. November 20th. Um, no date yeah. for Japan, though. What, what the fuck? Up? Oh, like, they just haven't announced it yet. They'll announce it. It's going it. to be like January. It'll be that week. No, no one cares. Be the same week. No one cares. Well, um, if it's that week, then it's going to be right alongside Nino Kuni. I guess they're different systems. They don't but. care about Nino Kuni. It doesn't matter. It'll it's, be on, on that week. it's on a Sony system. It's So we haven't said the date yet. It's uh, November 20th in America. Um, the 18th, 18th in Europe. In Europe is getting it early. Europe is getting Pandora's Tower. Europe is getting Xenoblade, which is getting amazing reviews, yeah. by the way. Brendan, you still haven't finished it. No. Um, <laughs> it's getting crazy good reviews. It got a nine in Edge magazine. Wow. Which is, it's a good game. It I, still, I still have faith in NOA. I think they'll turn around and see the light somehow. And why yeah. would you say that? You're just gonna get all the all the listeners no. all no, excited. No, because I I have I believe. Um, <laughs> I think it's too late. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, probably. Nope. Um, Grand Knights history. Speaking of great reviews for the PSP, Vanillaware's game. Got and the 10. new Famitsu got 10998, hmm. which is pretty great. Uh, so a lot of people are looking forward to that. Vanillaware so fans. Yeah, never yeah. Um, I'd like to play that on my PS3. Virtua Fighter 5, finally. Finally. You know, fighting games, like... So Virtual Fighter Five doesn't really exist in terms of the American fighting game scene, which is really right. sad. It's huge here in Japan. Maybe this will change that. It's going to be uh, a download game. 
I don't think it will. And it's very I, smart. I, I'll, I'll tell don't you why. I don't think what do you mean? And you I don't think, think this is smart either. So, well, before you say that, so Sega announced that it will, <laughs> and that it will come out <laughs> next <lying>. year, <laughs> and that it will be the best version of it with two new characters, including Takarashi, the sumo wrestler yep. from Virtua Fighter 3, mm-hmm. um, some other new guy named Jean, something or other. Jean Kudo. It's he's gonna have like he's, he's a karate. New guy. modes, like some maybe some backgrounds. It's gonna be like crazy shit over the no, top. Online has no lobby system, no oh, tournament you, modes. You're saying it will not be the big thing. It'll be not. It'll not be the big thing because of of the online features la- lacking online features and. But you know that this new version is gonna be lacking online features, right? They said it in a press release or something, but um, like we're gonna lack online. It's a bullet point. Still lacking online features. I'm sorry. It was like it was like an interview. I think with Game Informer. I don't know what. Anyways, I read it. It's it's there. Um, because there are rumors. They're pretty good rumors saying that at the next AOU, Sega is going to be unveiling their new arcade hardware. And whenever they do that, they unveil the new Virtua Fighter and Virtua Fighter Six is due to come out and that's going to be out probably around the same time as this or before which would make which sense negates any like disagree because yeah, like people are uh, Japan's going to be moving on to Virtual Fighter 6 people in America are not going to care about an old game especially one that like every all the good players have moved on to the the next one it's but like, when it's okay if it's you're still du- talking from that hardcore kid seat i'm no because from. fighting no because fighting games are hardcore and they are esports and people want to be playing on the same playing field as everybody right, okay, else okay okay so you're talking about like at evo or whatever maybe. I'm, I'm i'm yeah i'm talking about that if you but just want to fuck around with virtual fighter that's fine but whatever. i'm talking about that means a it's going to be downloadable by anyone at any point probably going to be $15 they haven't talked about price right. or whatever maybe cheaper because they Possibly. have all these different costume bits and bobbles they can sell for mm-hmm. for whatever i do think i i wouldn't be surprised if they came out the next virtual fighter cuz they announced this way far ahead of time right. and it's kind of like i mean this is a full priced fighting game you do not sell that as a download title when it's still your crown jewel, right? You do not say we're going to have the best version of our biggest game, uh, most current game as a download. It title. is though you a five year old game though. I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I, st- I, I just feel like it's a, it's a step in the right direction. I think their head is in the right place, right? But I think they need to get past this whole, like arcade needs to be first and then console needs to be second because Capcom doesn't think that way, and it's paid off. Well, you're big assuming for that. that's going to be the case, but we don't actually know. Virtua Fighter Six is going to be at the next thing yet. We I mean, don't, just, but it will. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> AOU being the uh, arcade right. show that happens here in Japan, right? February is, or something, right? Isn't it usually in the winter? There's two two a year. Isn't there one right before TGS? It's either before TGS or after TGS. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, finally, speaking of TGS, New Little King Story is going to be there. Um, that's on the Vita. Yep. Uh, I think that's a great move for them. A lot of people are excited about that. I um, will play it if it's on the Vita. Yep. <laughs> and then the Blu-ray version they announced of Dot Hack the movie is going to have some hybrid disc with the PS3 game <laughs> included. Mm. So that Hack is so around. mad. Don, don't you like Dot Hack? Dude, the movie. I liked it like out? ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. In yeah. Junior, I that, think that, yeah, that made me so mad because that was the big countdown on CyberConnect's website. The uh, movie, yeah. yeah, and I was expecting uh, something a lot more exciting than some right. crappy movie. <laughs> well, speaking of exciting Ooh. and not mm. at all crappy, when we come back from the break, we are going to kick off our 
Resident Evil anniversary discussion with our special guest who's been patiently waiting, Woo-hoo. looking at his iPhone only rarely <laughs> during our amazing, <laughs> fascinating discussion about news. Um, so yeah, when we come back, we'll start our Resident Evil uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody knows, you can stop right now. We wouldn't hold it against you. If you're not a Resident Evil fan or don't care to hear about it, that's fine. Fuck we'll be... those people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now, Alex. Yeah. Somebody, somebody no, hold no, him no. back. Somebody's frothing at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually one of those people, so I will not be on the next well, So am I. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As will everyone. It'll just be me, John, and Alex. Um, and Wait, you're not going to join us? No. Really? That's Wait, fine. You, you don't want him on? No. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to say about Resident that's Evil. That's fine. So I don't want you here. <laughs> Good. So that works out fine. If you come back in two weeks, we'll be back with like pre GGS news and Hell yeah. other stuff. Can't um, wait for that. We'll just give you a little quick find us on day four, comment on us on iTunes, uh, tweet to us at uh, wherever, eight, uh, John no. TV. Yes. Hiroko 84. Brendan Beyond. S P R S K. And I'm uh, at Mark McD. Um, feedback on one up uh, at 8-4.jp whatever we're not ending the podcast as you might notice there's still <laughs> much more to there come more. probably it's another hour and a half to be a lot of hardcore Resident Evil talk yeah. so fair warning if you don't want to hear it <laughs> don't listen to it I don't want to hear any complaining All right, it might still be interesting even if you don't care a lot of people loved our Monster Hunter episode even though beforehand true. they were like I don't like my a lot of people didn't think they would like it and they ended up liking it so I think it should be interesting but uh, anyway stay tuned and we'll be right back with that Western town in America, Raccoon City, a solitary island far off in the sea, Rockfort Island, an island that would become the second Raccoon City, Sheena Island. There are still many unanswered questions about these seemingly unrelated yet intensely traumatic events. Though it is believed that the International Enterprise umbrella was somehow involved, Little is known as to the origin of this faceless corporation. When was it established? By whom? And how was the T-Virus created? To uncover the truth, we must delve deeper into the events which transpired in the beginning. Okay, and we are back with finally, (laughs) finally, the... Resident Evil, <laughs> I can't really do the voice, uh, anniversary podcast. Biohazard. That's pretty good. We've been um, threatening to do this for quite a while, and it kept getting bigger and bigger in my head, and we were going to talk to all these different people and do this stuff. And the way that I'm going to rationalize it now is to say that we're going to start it today, and then, because a lot of stuff is still coming up um, in a couple of weeks, um, there's rumor that Resident Evil 6 is going to be talked about for sure that there's the, um, HD collection is going to be released of, uh, Resident Evil 4 and 
Code Veronica. Veronica. So there's going to be more stuff to talk about. There's going to be stuff we missed. There's too much stuff to talk about on one podcast anyway. And I kind of want to give a taste of it, get some feedback and whatever. This is not the be all end all, but let's just start off talking Resident Evil. So I'm still here. Uh, Mark, John, you're still here. You have some history with the series. Yes. Alex, you've been on the podcast before. I mentioned you a Mm. little bit. Um, Alex, Hexcrank, Aniel. (laughs) Um, You are the Internet's biggest. Before I even had met you, (laughs) I knew of you as Mm. CVX Freak. Which I didn't even know at first meant Code Veronica. Oh, really? X Freak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were just CVX Freak on Gaff. And then I saw, like, you post your collection of oh, Resident Evil games. Right, right. A photo of that. But um, why don't we start off talking about, like, our history with Resident Evil or whatever it is. Like, mm. Alex, you, we'll start with you. Like, okay. how did you get into it? What's your Resident Evil history? Yeah, I mean... So it all started uh, about 11 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long, but 11 years ago. So, you know, if you do the math, I'm a bit late. Right. Yeah, because it's 15th anniversary of the original. Right, game. right. So, I, I mean, I'd heard about the series like back when it was like only on the PlayStation 1. But basically, like in like, I think in 1999 or 2000, I played actually Silent Hill. That was my first horror game. Oh my god. Yes. I can't believe you brought that wow. up. The first thing on a Resident Evil anniversary podcast you're just sitting here talking <laughs> about Silent Hill. Yeah, and Silent Hill was great. I loved it. Yeah, you it know? was. Yeah. And so, you very know, much I mean, I don't think Resident Evil or Silent Hill would have happened if not for Resident Evil. I Silent agree. Hill Definitely was Definitely not. Yeah. Very much seeing, oh shit, okay. And they took it in a different direction, God bless right. them. Yeah. But it was very much a hey, there's something to this horror genre. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so after I beat that game, you know, like you might get a feel for my personality when I say this, but I beat Silent Hill like 10 times the first month <laughs> I played through it. <laughs> that game. Were there just, different endings? There are different endings. For yeah, Silent there are like one? five different endings for Silent Hill. So this we, isn't the Silent Hill podcast, so we right. won't get into it. But, yeah. there, but yeah, you had a like, reason to play it. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know. And so I wanted more like horror games. Yes. And then my brother ended up telling me, you know what? Like we were at Toys R Us one day. If you want more Silent Hill, you should probably try Resident Evil because that's what came first. And then so at this point, like probably Resident Evil was into like Resident Evil three. Oh no, it was it was it was after that actually. Really? Um, so I didn't Veronica, play... Veronica. Yes, yes. My I didn't... brother created a monster. <laughs> yeah, he did actually. He's the one who introduced me to Silent Hill. He was like, Alex, come in here. I'm going to show you this creepy game. Right? I was what maybe eleven years old back then. So wow, that was really fucking awesome. It must have um, twisted your... Weren't you scared of the no, game? No, I'm like, why is Cheryl running away? Come back, <laughs> you know? All right, so... Anyway. Yeah. You're like, the, I want more of this. Yes. Your brother's like, you should try these Resident Evil games, and mm. you then do what? I mean, so we were at Toys R Us one day, and then we had just bought our Dreamcast. Yeah. So we were looking for more Dreamcast games. And okay. Then, so we see Code Veronica. Which was already out. Which was already out. I mean, it was maybe out for like a month or two. After that, I mean, wait. So, Code Veronica was your first Resident Evil? Yeah, it actually. Wow. Was. He says with shame in his eye. I like how you like oh, stop for a second. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. I, I knew that because we talked before. But. Right, right. Okay, so and that's where the name comes from. Right, but so you play Code Veronica and you're just like, it changes wow. your life. Like, I, I mean, looking back, I guess it has. I, I guess it has. You not know, looking back, but at the time, life. you were I mean, like, I wouldn't have known that. But no, no, no. But I'm saying at the time, were you just like, oh, my God, like, 
or what? I mean, yes. you named yourself after this. You... Well, I mean, it's because I couldn't come up with any other name. <laughs> That's so you're not really you're like a casual thing. fan. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, when for coming up with a name, I really honestly couldn't think of anything anything All else. Right. So, so what happened? But just playing through it, like the like the opening sequence with Claire running away from that was um, a badass intro. Yeah, it was great. The music and then. The gameplay, I mean, even I had problems with the controls at first. Yeah. Yeah, but... Let's controls. not get spe- too specific yeah. into Code Veronica, because we're going to go but, game by game through everything. Right, right, right. But just, I mean, did you play that ten times in a month through, or um, what was your... It, it was a much longer game than Silent Hill, so I may have played it like three times before I went out and uh, got Resident Evil 2. So I'm kind of... Yeah, I didn't go in order. Yeah, you went from Code Veronica to 2. Yeah, because... Which which 2 did you get? Um, I... I, I mean, I didn't know about all the different versions back then, so I just rented the PS1 version okay. of the original the Resident one. Evil 2, okay. and I did that because I wanted, you know... I thought you were going to say the N64 version or something. Ah, right. No, no, no. Um, Claire, basically, you know, she was one of the stars of Code Veronica, Oh, so, so you were like, I want to see her. Like, I wonder what happened to her before this game started. You had a little, a little teen crush on Claire? No, that was Jill. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it a teen crush. She's, <laughs> oh, you unearthed I'm, something. I'm, I don't love her. Okay, but, you know. so then you said... Methodically, then you went. Yeah, you went. Through, I'm gonna play all these games. These games yes. are great. I and love the fiction, or I love I just, the gameplay. What is it about? I mean, the the games are fun to play, right? And you know, there's just something about how everything in this series comes together, mm-hmm. or doesn't, as or, we're or getting doesn't, to. You know, yeah. What it lacks is what it is. What you know makes it what it is. You know, if you think about it, you know, just just the music. You know, going through the rooms. You know, the loading door sequences yeah. the item boxes the typewriters it, to me i mean if you look at it all individually it just doesn't make any sense and it you know depending on what time what year you're thinking of you know some of it can be really stupid like the typewriter ink ribbon limitations but for me it was always just the way everything came together the way capcom the way mikami-san created this world you know well don't all get these too characters. don't get too philosophical yet because right. we're, ju- we're, we're just starting off. But, okay. <laughs> but I bet, but him saying that though, I bet that, you know, you and I, like our, Mark, I'm talking to, like our visions or I guess our whatever Resident Evil is to us sounds probably completely different. Right. To it what very, yours is. It may very well be. And I do hear a lot of like different takes on it. Well, so John, then you next, real quick. What was your intro to the so series? Re- Resident Evil is the first. So I've been, I started working in the game industry in, I mean like officially, I guess in 96 and Resident Evil is the very first disc beta disc that anyone ever sent me. So Chris Kramer at wow. Capcom at the time sent me Resident Evil for a book I was working on. I was working on that PlayStation guide. Remember those old uh, oh, yeah. the guides? Mm-hmm. So I was doing a PlayStation guide and I, I guess I must've done Resident Evil or maybe he just sent it anyway because I was working on the book. I don't remember if I did that chapter. But anyway, I got a beta version of Resident Evil, which I think years later I gave to you. This is the one that um, came with the boot? No, no, no. Oh, uh, no. This is before that. This okay. was like probably one of the first ones they ever sent out. Yeah. Um, and I know things in that version changed from the final game, though sadly I don't know what they are. But um, anyway, that was my first experience. And my first impression was like, this is garbage. Like, because mm. like it had that <laughs> crap FMV with like real people. And like, think about it. Like, if you didn't know what this was going to become, you thought this was another like, what was that Fox game? Um, Whatever. I know this came before that. But remember they had that those like FMV games that Capcom put out that were like garbage, like oh. not Foxtrot, but it was like Fox something, whatever. They had yeah. like these really bad games. And I just thought this was another like crap game. But then I played it. I started playing it, actually. And I I got into it 
Um, and I, I actually really liked it, but I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Resident Evil I finished was Resident Evil 2. 2 is the one that really got me into the series. Mm-hmm. Like, 2 was freaking awesome. Yeah. And after 2, I went back and finished 1. And then, like, that's how I kind of got hooked. And then, actually, your enthusiasm for the series sort of kept me into it, too. Because I know we used to always, like, talk about it together. And, like, right. we tr- we had, we both collected, like, old ROMs and stuff that the company, that Capcom would send us. And yeah. we have, like, a lot of Resident Evil treasure. Yeah. Um, I have a version of Code Veronica that still has the first person mode implemented in it. And, like, I had, I, I played 1.5, the, like, mm. rumored whatever, the, the fabled Resident Evil that got canceled. Yeah, we need to talk about that. But, um, but yeah, so that was like kind of how I got into it. But um, I think after one came out, I have to admit, like this happens a lot. But like the response to one and the sort of way it became a phenomenon made me get more interested in it again. Like I sort of lost an interest in first, but then like I kind of saw that happen and was like, all right, I should give this another shot. And that sort of made me with the interest in what Were you in Resident Evil. It? Resident Evil became a phenomenon like right. really quickly. Remember, right. it like blew up. But at the time, I was not that into it yet. Like, I was just sort of like, oh, you know, this was that game that I got that, like, the... The first, when the first game came out... Yeah. You played it, then, but then you saying when the hype wave took off, you got I, more back into right, it. Right, that when... So I played it, and I was like, this is uh, so-so, whatever, yeah. and then I went on and played other stuff, and then the hype took off, and then I came back to it, and then I gave it a little more time and more right. attention, because right. everyone else thought it was so great. Right. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to see this, and then I sort of got into it. Sure, sure, Yeah. yeah. That, that's cool. That hmm. so my my thing was with it was the game actually came out the original one came out in what like a February or March something? March twenty second nineteen ninety six very good in, in Japan I was testing you and in America the thirtieth of the same very month very good so a week so later I didn't really play it though until that summer and I was at uh. my friend's um, house I had a PS one but I hadn't played it. Wasn't particularly that interested in my friend Scott Dalton who works at Valve now mm. had rented it and we were playing it and just like totally laughing at it. Just like, oh this game is so ridiculous. This is so stupid. Oh my <laughs> God. Like feel out your guy moves. Like he's like a tank. This is so dumb. <laughs> and but we kept we were playing it and playing it and like the voices and we're laughing at that and stuff. But it was actually like slowly like you start to read some of the notes and you're like oh yeah okay and like you know a lot of the gameplay which was like you know finding the different keys and stuff like Mm. that was really aggravating and we were lost a lot and backtracking a lot but it became kind of part of its charm it was like this hard thing and like we were still laughing at it but it wasn't really a joke anymore we were still really playing it and i had visited back my college town over the weekend which is where i saw it and um actually it was probably early summer and i hadn't really been hearing a whole lot about it but then um when i went back i bought it immediately i was like i want to know everything about this game it just seemed like there was this big deep backstory Mm, right i think the notes and stuff uh, is simple and stupid as they seem now really like hooked me that there was like wow you're like uncovering slowly this mystery of what happened and and reading about it from different people's perspectives was just like it's kind of like a glorified well not text adventure but in a way what kind of was i mean you'd read the notes and sort of like see put put together pieces about the t-virus and everything and what happened it's like a mystery novel like it really was and like the you know of course the itchy tasty note (laughs) like that was like before it became a thing we saw that i was just like wow like so cool it's like you know told in that perspective of he's degenerating as he's writing these these notes and yeah like you know it just seemed like there were different options to the game and i was like i just want to know everything about this game so i 
I got the game right when I got back, and that was my game for like two months in a way oh, that wow. no game is anymore. I mean, I I played that game so many times it seemed ridiculous that people could finish that game in like four, you know, under three hours. Yeah. And but by the end of it, of course, I could finish it in like an hour and a half or like mm. an hour forty five minutes. Just like the ideal path through the mansion, I knew everything about it. I I just kept playing it. Um, I wanted to know every secret. I wanted to know every note. This right. was like on the internet. There were facts about getting through quickly. Um, a couple memories of that game. Like my friend had a dog and the dogs in that game, you hear them going, oh, and this dog would go along with <laughs> the dogs in the game, which was That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> but I think also the fact that it was trying to be in at times was scary was such a new and novel thing yeah and the music was so good like the music added so much to it that um you know at the time the graphics were amazing at the time the graphics really were great Mm. but um even with the archaic kind of limitations of the gameplay just the fact that you were there was a lot of stuff to explore. There was a lot of stuff to figure out. There was a lot of optional things that you could do or not do. And that kind of really fascinated me. And I was like, I want to know everything about all the different ways that all the different flags and switches that you can turn on or off. Mm. And that just like carried on when, you know, it came out on Saturn. I got the Japanese version. I was like looking at what was different in the intros. And like, Mm. I was full on fucking crazy maniac (laughs) to the point that I remember. So, um, I got hired right as um, actually director's cut for Resident Evil 1 was coming out. Mm. And I'd played Resident Evil 1 like 20 times. Right. And our, our friend, Craig Cuyaba, who was EIC of official PlayStation Magazine, I was coming on. It's my first job post-college, 1998. And he's like, we got Resident Evil director's cut. We just want to do like a fast, you know, update review. Will you do that? And I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I got, <laughs> I, I can't give it the like... 50 hours that I would need to give it to do a proper review <laughs> to see all what the different music was and the uh. different camera angles and everything about it. I would have to play it like 30 times. <laughs> it still seems ridiculous even saying it now, but I remember at the time he just kind of didn't understand. He's like, but <laughs> you know, this game backwards and forwards, it'll only take you, you know, like a few hours. Like anybody else is just not going to be qualified. I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I would need to, you know, do everything a hundred times and just, I, I don't have the time mm. to, to go forward and through and do it. But then it just, it stuck through. So you, did, you didn't end up reviewing it? I didn't end up reviewing a funny, it. Just a quick side note, since you mentioned that, I actually did review it, and I gave it a 3 out and of out of 10. Because, because they the cut scenes. They, they like oh, basically censored it. Right, it was right. promised, and I think says on the back of the box, this yeah. is, we're getting into the, right. the thing-by-thing breakdown, but Resident Evil Director's Cut was supposed to be the uncensored version, including the uncensored cut scenes, right, right. and they were the same. I gave it a three in EGM, and I, I remember, you know, there was four reviewers in EGM, and I, my um, anger at the situation sort of rubbed off on everyone else, and ev- everyone ended up giving it bad scores, and Capcom pulled advertising from EGM. Oh, I remember hearing the story, yeah. But uh, that was more, you know, that happened like probably four or five times in EGM's career, where like a company basically called up, threatened, and pulled advertising because of something, but that was right. like the first time that I personally saw... EGM actually stick up for us like the basically because you know we had this whole ads were run by the marketing people or whatever and right. like we were the editorial 
and that happened. And Joe Funk, who was our editorial director at the time, basically came and told us what happened. And he's like, it's totally fine. It's totally fine, dude. <laughs> and um, basically, you know, told us not to worry about it. And they told Capcom, you know what? Like editorial is editorial. Yeah. That's it. And sure enough, they came back like a month or two later and, and started putting the, ads in again. The point of that review was it's not that it's a bad game. It's right. that it's not as it, advertised. Exactly. And this it is wasn't. not a director's cut. This right. is basically cut is the only part that basically applied. Oh, yeah. Zing. Bazang. Um, but yeah, so then I stuck through it and we'll get into like what I feel like were highs and lows of the series, but I I definitely was like super crazy hardcore fan to the point where working on one of my first cover stories for the official PlayStation magazine was Resident Evil three. And so I was super excited about that. I did like a timeline. I built like a scale mod, not scale. I'm getting <laughs> I built fucking cardboard boxes that were going to be uh. Raccoon City and I looked at them on fire and I was like this is, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this <laughs> um, bought all these Resident Evil toys and lit them on fire mm. but anyway um, and then back and forth there have been some weird we've been there for some history me and John me and you were there when they announced Code Veronica for the Dreamcast I don't know if That's you remember right. that yes in Japan yeah, yeah at a Dreamcast announcement probably before TGS one year I don't remember what it was, it was I think so yeah but it was like remember it was in a hotel yeah in a big, like, it was in a hotel yep. Capcom was like oh yeah we're gonna we've got we're bringing back one of our zombie games and they like played a few bars from Ghouls and Ghosts or something and they're That's like right no wow. it's not that it's Resident Evil that actually and, pissed me off because I was excited at first yeah I, I know we were like oh my god and we saw it and then yeah, it was at that that TGS. That we was were crazy. shocked too. That was big news back yeah, then because was it was huge. Sega. That was like yep. you were betraying your that was the platform. Right. Resident Evil was Sony. It was PlayStation. Yeah. This was like 1999. I mean, 1998, right? Like one that would have been probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. 98. Well, Code Veronica came out 2000, so yep. yeah, yeah, probably would have been fall, either fall mm-hmm. of 98 or yeah, sometime after Resident Evil 2. So, but um, we were there. We played. Wow. Resident Evil Zero on the N64 That's at the right. TGS that that was at. Um, we'll get into these more specific memories. We have a Code Veronica thing, mm. the Okamoto, where we found out beforehand about the plot and stuff. That was at another E3. But, um, okay, well, now that we got that out there, why don't we... It's so arbitrary how we kind of divide this up. But I was just thinking, let's just go game by game. Mm. And let's just talk about the sort of overview things of it and then memories mm. of it. And let's see how that goes. Um, right. Starting with the original Resident Evil. I got a shotgun. Chris Redfield. Jill Valentine. Barry Burton. Rebecca Chambers. Albert Wesker. Biohazard. It was released in 1996 uh, when Shinji Mikami at Capcom, um, inspired by, partly by Sweet Home, um, which was a horror game for the Famicom. Mm. And it had a lot of the elements that Eventually made it onto Resident Evil, including doors opening, mm. as which was there to cover loading. Right, right. It was there to cover load times, but actually was there in Sweet Home, which was a cartridge game, just right. to kind of accentuate the mm. the horror. Probably right. um, that was another thing about those games that was just like weird and interesting. Was like that whole aspect to it. Did you it, play through Sweet Home? Uh, no, oh. I, I have, and I have an English 
version of the ROM that like a fan translation. I had right. the original. I bought the original like three different times. Mm. Um, I've seen the movie, um, which um, uh, what's his name directed. It was actually it's actually a pretty damn Tommy? good movie. No, no, no. Um, the the movie was directed by uh, Tempopo um, Juzuitami, oh, which was right. like yeah, two <laughs> things that I really loved came together. But so anyway, nineteen ninety six Resident Evil comes out for the PS one. Um, eventually ends up coming out for a lot of different systems. We talk about the different versions later, but, um, and then the remakes <laughs> and, then, and then the remake, of course. Um, so originally I thought this was interesting. Originally the item boxes, it was going to be a much harder game. Ah, oh, right. The item right. boxes originally were going to be isolated, s- isolated. So if you put your ammo in this item box, it's only in that item. It's box. It's only right. in that oh, item box. God. They're not all connected together. And they did for the real survivor version of the GameCube. Uh, yes, yes, optional the mode, one. the GameCube remake. They did put that in there, mm. but um, I didn't even know that. <laughs> a lot of other. So we we talked about it a little earlier. One of the betas after I got really into it, I started collecting betas and early versions. I wanted to know everything about it. Right. One of the versions I might have gotten from you. I got from somebody. It was a promo version. It came with like a maybe twenty minute playable version. Ended with the snake. Right, uh, from Resident right. Evil Snake Room, which was not where it was. Some of the m- rooms were moved around in the mansion, uh, but it came with a large boot. Mm. It came in a box with a large I leather the boot, boot, an actual boot. And it came with a VHS videotape, which I'm sure you can find this footage on the internet right, right. somewhere. But it, it said, like, how to kill a zombie. And it was basically making a big thing of stomping on the heads, mm-hmm. which I also thought was super cool at right. the time. But it said, like, take a cantaloupe. It was like it played like music, like fifties, do 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 do, and it put put an X, two X's for the eyes on the cantaloupe. That's your zombie head. Put it down and then stomp on it using the included <laughs> boot. That was like their promo thing um, of it. But so yeah, like this is the one. It's got the master of unlocking, right. chill sandwich, mm. all the crazy, funny, weird, different lines. Terrible voice acting. Yeah. Terrible voice acting. But but actually was quite a deep game for a new IP. Like mm. having the, the the fact that Jill and Chris were both different right. scenarios different, right. as well fascinated me mm. um, at the time. Um, maybe we should talk about the story and characters. Speaking right. of Jill and Chris, do you want to Alex just what, basically right. guide us through the story of Resident Evil real fast? Okay, <laughs> so for twenty seconds or less. For the original Resident Evil, um, they're looking for the Bravo team. Stars Alpha team? Star, so the Stars Alpha team is looking for the Stars Bravo team. You know, their helicopter crashes into the forest. Where? In uh, the Arclay Mountains. Where? Uh, near, near Raccoon City. Where? In <laughs> what state? The mi- in the Midwest, the American Midwest. I don't know what state it is. In okay. the books, it's Pennsylvania. Oh, really? But that's not official. Why did I think it was Colorado? I didn't know. Because didn't Colorado know a- makes more sense than okay. Pennsylvania. Anyway, go but ahead. But anyway... Um, so, so Bravo team disappeared like a that, week. That, actually, that becomes Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> well, so wait. Um, actually, there were reportings of of, of uh, people, hikers in the yes. mountains being bitten by unidentified creatures right. or something, right? Yeah. Um, Bravo team goes in to investigate that. They disappear, and then yes. so Alpha team comes in. So they land their helicopter. They they find Bravo team's helicopter, and yeah. then no one's there. And then they find in the original version they find uh, someone's hand, and then the, yeah, the zombie right. dogs attack them, and so then awesome. 
Yeah, they cut that out in the the intro FMV. You yeah. see someone's disembodied hand. The the whole thing with the bony and yeah, everything yeah, sticking yeah. out. That's right. They cut that out. And Dogs then, attack them. Right. I think the hand was still in there, but maybe it wasn't as bad. Yeah, they don't show the, you the end yeah, of it. And right. it was see bl- the bloody end of it. And it was black and white, I believe, right? But it was it, all it black was, and white. It was color in the Japanese versions, I believe. Wait, really? I want to say that. No. I have this weird vision of, you, no. know, you know the part where they show their profile faces, like they yes. show Jill? Yes. I, that part was color, wasn't it? That part was color. Yeah. And it also okay. had a fucking yeah. awesome song in the Japanese version. It's like, I got a shotgun. Mm. And it, right. There were yeah, actually yeah. lyrics to that song that played. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's only in the Japanese one? Only in the Japanese uh, one. So, anyway, so they're in the mansion. So they so run they to the mansion. chased by the dogs to the yeah, mansion. Yeah, into the mansion, and then... Uh, Wesker disappears depending on who you're playing. Either Chris or Jill disappear, and then so you're kind of they're kind of just off exploring because they can't go back out the front door because That's the zombie Chris's dogs are. Blood. Right. I hope this like is that. not Chris's. <laughs> Whatever. Blood, you yeah. Know. You had yeah. to see this. I know you're a big Barry fan. Barry, Barry is the man. Yeah. Barry's the, they need Barry. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does have his own game, but not Gaiden. But <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. And then so they kind of find out what happens. You know, they read all the files the same way we as players read them. Um. They find the zombies. They start killing. All the big monsters like the snakes and what had happened was this then, cabin was the remote lab buried under right. this not cabin but mansion mansion was a lab of was, umbrellas. was a cover up for a lab by the umbrella corporation who's experimenting on viral weaponry so there was an Bio ac- there was an accident Bio quote unquote weapons. yes and then, i mean when Resident Evil 1 came out, it was an accident. Yeah, let's, let's talk yeah. about how, how this story was when it happened. Yeah, and then, you know... Accident happens, breaks find out. out. You know, Wesker's a, not a double agent, but he, he, he was working with the, as the star's captain, but he was also working, I guess, for or with Umbrella. Yeah. And then, you know, he had set the stars Son up in order to see how humans fare against these monsters. Right. Wesker gets killed. In order to collect data. To collect data, yeah. Yeah, you know. battle data. Give, Give us a reason to have this game. And then so (laughs) Wesker gets killed by the tyrant, you know. Yeah. And then who was the most badass enemy of the time? Oh, okay. Tyrant was pretty cool. Right. And and then, you know, they escape. The mansion blows up. You know, this is Wesker's killed. Wesker's violently. Yeah. Yeah, Beyond question. Right. Just to like gutted yeah by the his own frankenstein tyrant yeah. creation there was a, there was another like alternative way he gets killed but i believe like he gets decapitated by a chimera it, a it, yes so that is there is a way that you can if you go back to the power really? room is yes it? you'll see if wesker doesn't get stabbed by the tyrant you'll see him in the in the was it the boiler room or the power room right and then yeah. he'll be like on the floor after he's that's you know the self-destruct system right. which is a signature like series so that's the cool thing is that the thing. self-destruct starts off and then there's no reason for you to run into the boiler or power room not really but no, if yeah. you do but if you do you see his corpse you see his corpse yeah right um so that's one of the things that fascinated me about the game was all the different endings right but the the official ending well this is this is where it gets really complicated because when resident evil 1 Right. Ended. Well, and you can save people or not save people. Right. There's a oh, lot of right. different endings. You can save your side like kick character. Maybe, I want to say that at least like 10 different combinations. Yeah. Maybe, I say. maybe, yeah. maybe a little less than that. Eight or 10. Eight or um, 10. But, you know, because you can save the other character. If you're Chris, you can save Jill. Jill, you can save Chris. You can save your sidekick. Right. All of these different right. weird combinations. But 
it, to me, it was obvious Wesker was supposed to be dead. Right. The real ending is the place, you know, the place does blow up. Right. You escape with everybody. Right. Tra la la. Wesker's dead. Um, right. And they should have kept it that way. Well, so uh, they needed later on, I think they figured out that they need a consistent villain. Otherwise, it's not interesting. Right. And so they kind of go back and rewrite history. But for for what it was at its time, let's say, like, you know, that's that's mm. the story. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other different significant places it branched. Um, um like, well, aside from like, Partners getting killed or yeah. saving people. Right. Other different, like, weird little bits of, of trivia or minutia. If Barry, if you wait for Barry to, to drop, drop the rope, rope for you that, after fighting the snake, the snake right. creates a hole in the floor. Right. You jump right. down the hole in the floor, and then you're just like, okay, of course you're going to push the grave and go to the next location. But right. if you, you he's like, oh, sorry about that. I dropped the rope. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, right, right. And then he's going to go get another rope. And you're like, yeah, right. By this point, you're thinking Barry is a traitor. Right. And so you leave. But if you stay mm. and show him that you believe in him, mm. he does come back with, yeah, the, with yeah. the rope. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you get the passcode. And then you can access this one door that you otherwise couldn't open. Oh, is that how you get the passcode? What's in yeah. there? Oh, it's just another way into kind of the same area where the hole led to. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it was, you know. I love stuff like that. It's, like, not yeah. like, it's not like a door where if you don't open it, you know, you'll miss out on some huge secret. But it was just right. kind of neat when I first discovered but it that, as well. That does flip a switch that, that has other uh, implications later on. Yeah, yeah. That, that aren't even necessarily directly connected. But in a weird way, it's like, oh, well, if you did have Barry drop the rope, then this, this, and this happens. Right. If you didn't, this, that, and the other thing. Another thing is saving. Who's the guy who got poisoned by the um oh, richard yeah right, probably right. should have gotten the serum <laughs> oh yeah I, there is serum you, you know richard Iken? Yeah. is that i think i think ben judd voiced his add-ons We're in gonna, the DS version. one of the guys that i want to get because he had to match ben has a story about trying to match the voice oh, of the okay. original guy who right. did it for the ds right. version but that's another point where you can he's like oh yeah there's serum you can make like an antidote for me or you oh. can just say nah fuck it and just keep going he's like oh i forgot it right right yeah, yeah. he's like oh yeah it's just the, the another point of ridiculous voice acting right just like the keys and the the crests and the I mean, the, the two cranks like really like a hex crank <laughs> oh, and a square right, crank right, really right like then, come on I, there may have been one point where you had to have them both yeah. So like early traces of Japanese game design, though, that still sort of exists today where like they just put some weird ass shit in there just for the sake of it being there or without making it making it any sense longer. at all. I mean, the nice thing about suspension of disbelief is apparently, you know, a different thing here than it is elsewhere. <laughs> like, like in Resident Evil, like also if you depending on the difficulty mode you chose. Well, I mean, I don't know. This doesn't apply for the original release, but say you would play like director's cut or director's cut dual shock. I mean, if you pick the new harder modes. There would be new, either new camera angles or right. know, it would just be a That's much right. harder game. Everything would be in different places. Not about that. They changed the camera. Yeah, that angles. was interesting that they had different camera angles. They'd obviously yeah. just had these renders and they just took different camera angles. Yeah, and so there was director's cut, which is still censored, and then there was director's cut dual shock version. Yes, that one has a completely different soundtrack. Yes, and I, and I don't know the exact details, but I believe this soundtrack and it was pretty bad. But I want to say it was. I don't know if directed is the right word by some deaf person. 
What? I don't know, but that's a great story. Whatever it is, let's just go with it. Someone told me that once, you know. Well, also, I have to say the Japanese cover art for the original game is just fucking amazing Mm. and awesome. And the U.S. cover art is ridiculous. Yeah, that that's not Chris, you know. So the Japanese cover art just shows it shows the lab. It shows the tyrant lab with just the broken uh, chamber that the tyrant is in. And that's it. And there might be like blood on the floor or something, but that's it. And it's just like something got out is basically the implication and it's called biohazard and it's just cool and mysterious right, and, and scary cover, right. yeah the american cover shows somebody who is freaking the fuck out he like <laughs> he's like Wah! he's like crazy on coffee yeah. like what's going on what's in there he almost looks like um like um bruce campbell mm. for in the evil dead series or something there's like there's like spider pattern right. on top of him and you know, whatever like- um, and of course the name, they didn't use the name biohazard because they wouldn't be able to get it copyrighted. Right. Yeah. Because of the band biohazard and about a million other things. And so they just Genesis made up game. resident it's evil because it just took place in a mansion. To be honest, I like both names. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I do too. Um, so that game came out the Saturn version. That uh, game has come out on yes. everything. The Saturn version actually had some the battle mode, the exclusive um, battle mini game it had mm. Zombie Wesker in it. You could fight. Yeah, and then I, the Gold Tyrant, Gold Tyrant, the, second Tyrant near the huh, end. You know, this is even for me. I'm starting to forget yeah. <laughs> what was in what. You know? Oh, come on! Unfortunately, I'm getting older. I skipped um, the Saturn one. I never played it. Uh, you didn't miss much, but yeah, it was like a little. I mean, it was. It was a little not as quite as good as the, the, PS the version, visually, yeah. And yeah. I have I have problems controlling it too because of the way the pad works. But you know, but it had some extra stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you were a Sega fan, like some person sitting in here across no, the no, room, no. yeah, <laughs> it well, was fine. You know? Also, they were making. I didn't realize this. They were making Resident Evil Two. Maybe I didn't yeah. remember it for Saturn. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they it axed was, it. It was going to use the like. Remember, I remember that had the cartridge port, the Saturn, right? And then yeah, they were yeah. going to add a memory. Uh, they were going to use that memory card in order to make it possible because they had to downgrade Resident Evil once. Right, visuals. they did a little bit. Right, and, but it got canned. I think either because the Saturn died or because they just couldn't do it well enough. Well, didn't, just, didn't the Resident Evil One Dual Shock version have video of one point five, or am I thinking of something? Oh, uh, the else? Japanese version, yeah. the Japanese Q came with an Japanese extra CD director's cut. The Japanese Biohazard director's cut Dual Shock version came with an extra. So that came out after Resident Evil Two, I guess it must. Yeah, have, it right? was if it had yeah, you know, footage it, of one point five. I had that. I used to own that. Yeah, Resident Evil Two, the original version is pre Dual Shock controller. Oh, so Capcom, okay. you know, wanted to make both games that were out at the time. Uh, analog stick compatible ah, so so you know okay. they kind of added that i don't is so it an omake disc or i don't know but just to yeah. round out the resident resident evil deadly silence the ds yeah, version came out the 10th anniversary yeah uh, celebration kind of added unfortunately a 180 degree turn had a knife button had a knife but had like skipping. first player sequences where you knife yeah, people yeah, which yeah. is kind of weird oh that Did was I, actually surprisingly addictive eh. i thought for the time i mean the ds was still kind of new back then so eh, i yeah i had a lot of fun with that and did then, it still have the old fmv scenes or did it have uh, CG? it did oh, okay or cg well cg fmv i don't know what the difference is but uh, no i mean fmv meaning real people in it oh yeah they didn't to. they didn't like change any of it's that the same just, game. just the actual game i mean Speaking of the DS one, I mean, you can skip doors. If you're like a fan of speedruns or something, that's probably the uh, version to get. And to be honest, at this point, if you're going to play the original Resident Evil, that's probably the version to go with. 
I really? Mean, it's probably at this point the least frustrating because mm. it's right. visually modernized. Visually, I think it looks even better than Resident Evil 3 does in some parts. Like they they, they remade the polygon models. Mm. Um, it's, that, it's kind of hard to see on a small screen. But They changed some stuff though. They yeah. actually changed some. They, they added new bosses, a new boss, like a first person snake battle. Um, they added the Ben Judd. Uh, ha- ha- have, have Jill or Chris resuscitate um, that's right, Richard. You, know, right. you you had to use the DS microphone to kind of that's right. Go and, <laughs> God, wow. You know they had touchscreen puzzles. You know, but the uh, Game Boy Color version, of course, famously did not come out. Yeah, even right. though it existed, and they worked on it. Um, that got canned. You can find mm, that looked awful. Screenshots of that. Yeah, and there's a PSN so version. Why? So there is or there was. There is yeah, a and then oh, PS- but that's just the first game. Basically. Uh, director's right. cut, yeah. right? And what about the book? What about the book that came uh, with the Saturn version of Resident the, Evil? I used to, I owned it along with everything else that I lost, but it's like, this is like the real story of Biohazard or whatever or it was, is what it's called. It was, uh, it was originally oh, it was like a real book, right? Like a, it was like, like a little a, novella. Mm, it was originally right. supposed to, those notes were supposed to be in the game, right? Yes, but they, the Trevor notes, right? But they weren't. And then they had a little bit of Chris's backstory, you know, apparently Chris's friend died in the forest too or something. I thought it was about the mansion and about or, the had, owner of the mansion yeah, and or everything. Not, not the owner. The owner would be Spencer, the, the architect who designed right, it. Right, that's it. That's so, it. So, you know, originally, you know, this was only in Japanese and then uh, a French website uh, 10 years ago translated it into English for everyone and so we kind of find out that the architect, you know, he, you know, he designed the mansion. So, of course, he knows all about it. And then right. he, like, Spencer, you know, he's kind of like, the, I guess the first villain of the series. Um, he invites Trevor into the mansion and then Trevor falls to his own trap, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows his mansion, but then, you know, he, he's unable to escape. This was like in the 60s. So, you know, the, the Umbrella Corporation, you know, had its beginnings like way back Right. Even before the first game it's started. It's like Aperture Science, basically. Yeah, yeah. So he gets trapped. You know, that, that's interesting. You know, it never made it into the original well, game. That's, yeah, I'm, so you haven't read the original Japanese to this, Alex? You know what? I actually don't own it. Oh. You know? I, I was, I, like I said, I started in 2000. Yeah. So I'm, and, you know. That was, so I've, I had all these crown jewels. I had a pretty good yeah. Resident Evil collection. That was another yeah, thing that I yeah, owned. Yeah. It had one side of it was a, um, the uh, eagle. Mm. Pendant and one side was the wolf. Oh, nice. Pendant, oh, nice, it was nice. cool. It had like a cover. Right. It right. had like a, a circle hole and its cover that yeah, showed those things. It'd be nice to go back sweet. and kind of look back at that. Now now that I know Japanese, especially. Yeah. You know, well, I guess we know what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> um, but let's let's keep moving now. Freeze. Who are you? What are you doing here? Hold your fire. I'm a human. Sorry about that. I thought you were one of them. What's going on in this town? Hold on. I don't have a clue. By the time I noticed something was wrong, the entire city was infested with zombies. But you should be safe inside here. I'm keeping a close eye on things. So Resident Evil 2, 
1998 um, after a big false start, which was Resident Evil 1.5, right. which, John, you played. <laughs> I played it, yes. I'm, I, I say that because I'm sad that I played it, but I don't remember a whole lot of it at this point, although at the mm. time I was really into it. Yeah, we mm. on a visit to Capcom, um, me and Dan Shu were there, I think, for... It wasn't Resident Evil 2 for sure, obviously, because it was much later than that. It might have been 3... It could have been three. I remember you calling me and telling me about it. Maybe, yeah. But um, we were there, and I just, like, we were just sitting around waiting in the room, with, and, and I saw they had a bunch of discs there and, like, time to kill. And I just, like, asked um, the guy, the producer at the time, uh, Robert Johnson, like, can we see that one that got canceled? Like, kind of, like, as a joke or whatever. And he's like, yeah. And he went back and got it and pulled out the disc and popped it in. And I was like, oh, I my God. I can't believe they had it. Mm. Like, I know. Oh, I would kill. <laughs> And so Go we played through, I played through the whole first section. Um, it was, um, I, I really don't remember a lot about it anymore. Is there a helicopter was, pad and shit on fire maybe? <clears throat> yeah, the, thing, the one thing that sticks with me, cause, and probably this is the biggest thing about it that stuck out, was that there were different sized zombies. There was like fat zombies and thin zombies and tall zombies and short zombies. The zombies mm. were all different. Um, and also the girl, uh, I think her name was Elsa. Eliza. Eliza, something El- like that. Elsa, Elsa, you're Elsa. right. Yeah, Elsa Walker. Was, um, was never made it in the final game, but it was right. her and Leon. It was, there was no, um, right. there was no Clara. They released that, they released <clears throat> pictures and bios of them and all of that. And there's video on that direct, on that DualShock. And yeah, actually version. some has come out since then and there's rumors. That, yeah, it sold on an auction. Someone bought it. Supposedly. That person never released it or anything. And I don't, none of my hardcore friends have a copy yeah it's all very shadowy like what what if anything happened to it but so okay the big thing with resident evil 2 was the quote-unquote zapping system right right this game was crazy two discs depending on which one you Mm. started off with basically there were two characters you would play them both you'd play Mm. through with one character and then with the other so you could be you can go in either order right so it could be leon a and then claire B. b or Claire, Claire A and Leon B, and right. there were a lot of little differences in and both. Each one had their own disc, right? Like the, yeah. the, the right. starting disc. Yeah. yeah. So that was like kind of crazy, and they interweaved back and forth, and there, but there, you know, there were differences between the two. Um, Shinji Mikami, who directed the first game, was on as producer for this one. Famously, Hideki Kamiya, who's now at Platinum Games, was this was his first game that he directed. Um, this game, too, is uh, like a lot of people make this comparison. I think it's very apt. Is the Aliens to Resident Evil 1's Alien. Mm. Resident Evil 1, very methodic, plotting, right. scary, spooky, atmospheric. Resident Evil 2, more action, right. um, balls to the wall, crazy yeah. scares, but more kind of leap out at you. Not that one didn't have that, but less like... The, the creeping horror and right, horror. less terror. Yeah, the, it was, the, the mystery also was very, very different. Right, say, you know. Yeah, there was still some uncovering what was going on, but right. it was more. There were a, a lot of more characters around. There right. were more people. There was interaction with mm. people. We weren't so alone right. in this mansion, and also it was branching through a city. And the CG. I mean, I remember playing his day, playing Resident Evil Two, getting mm. the playable disc with the Resident Evil One director's cut. The demo version oh, the demo. of two, playing the shit out of that because every cutscene, which is just re- pre-rendered graphics now, seems silly, but like just like the crashed bus, just like picking over that, like every detail, yeah. every smashed mm. whatever, orders of magnitude better than the first game. It just right. looked so amazing, and I remember showing it to my friends, some of which who weren't even into games, and they were just like, 
it was like watching a great movie. Like they mm. were just could not take their eyes. This was in that brief era where, like Final Fantasy VII, games had like this sort of static backgrounds and and polygon polygon um, characters and stuff on like. 2D painted backgrounds because that was the best way to make games look realistic with the graphics right. like hardware. You couldn't do like full 3D. So Final Fantasy VII did it, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the first I was working at EGM for that as well. We did a cover story on Resident Evil 2. So we had we got the game first before anybody, any of the other um at the time, I guess, media outlets. And I still remember the uh the alligator. Oh yeah. Like, ah, right. Seeing that like, Sean Smith actually was the guy who did the um cover story, I remember, and like just I remember playing, we were all playing together and the first time we saw the alligator pop out, like we were just like totally, it's like a memory of that game to me that will stick forever. We were blown away at how awesome huh. it looked and just the game was like so exciting. Kind of a Jaws ripoff though, really, that whole alligator sequence when he gets the tank in his mouth and you shoot Right, it. right, yeah. But still, like that, how so big badass, that was though. and the surprise and you don't see it coming. Yeah. yeah. Every, it had a lot of like big epic scenes like that yes. in Resident Evil 2, I thought. Yes. Definitely, yeah. Every, every, like, at least the early Resident Evils, they all have some kind of movie influence in it. Right. You know, mm, I yeah. mean, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but the movie buffs do, and it's always amusing to see, like, what what pieces, you know, the development team took from various movies at the time. Well, it was just cool, like, going throughout the city at the start, yeah. I felt like, and you do get the the gun owner, um, was it Kendo? Gun yeah, shop? Robert Kendo. Robert Kendo. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, that guy, like, and then, bleh, like, they, like, oh, I'll just go stand near this huge plate glass window. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I was like 12, but I thought that guy was pretty stupid. <laughs> well, it, but I thought it was so cool that you go through the city before it does kind of settle into the police, police station, station right? becomes yeah. kind of the mansion so awesome. of the first yeah. game. And then, but then you do get out of it. The story of that game, I don't, do you even want to attempt to tell the story of that game? The story of that game okay. is so ridiculously complicated and interwoven. It introduces I mean, Ada, it introduces the Birkins, yeah, this, it introduces Jeremy or Brian Irons. The police, I mean, yeah. This everybody's gonna die. I mean, yeah. It, it was a pretty huge game for the time. Huge uh, game. Huge, you know. So I mean, it was so, so good. Music was so good too. So yeah, basically, you know, the stars people from the first game, they're like, yeah, something bad happened. These zombies tried to kill us, and then, of course, people didn't believe them, right? I mean, the mansion blew up, so there was no evidence, quote right? Unquote. Um, that was the amazing part. That after yeah. Resident Evil, people were like, nah, nah you're making right. all this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, um, behind the scenes, you know, Umbrella wants to steal the G-Virus, you know. Um, they try to do it. They spill the T-Virus by accident, like, in the middle of the process when they try to kill Birkin, the scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you know, this, you know the zombies happens, start appearing. Yeah, it gets, it gets spread by the rats. Yeah, and the rats uh, right. are the secret kind of thing. The, the carriers. That, right, they... When they kill Birkin, the scientist right. that was working on the G virus, right. he drops it. Uh, it spills. What happens? They eat him. Um, oh, so when Bir- so Birkin in- injects himself with the G virus to save his own life, right? Because right? that was the whole point of that virus. It kind of pre- not, it doesn't it does prevent death, but you know it does much more than turns that. you into like this mutant. But yeah, yeah, that that will not die, right? right. So Birkin chases Hunk's team into the sewers, and then. Uh, you know, because the vial of the G virus they took also had the T virus vials in it as well. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, they, they were green. The G virus was purple. Okay. So you could tell. And then so, I mean, so when Birkin kills one of the soldiers, he drops his case. Uh, uh-huh. 
the vials spill out and then Birkin steps on the vials. That's and, right. And the rats eat it. Rats eat it. They go and, and it spreads throughout the whole city. Yeah. And then, as amazingly told at the beginning of Resident Evil Outbreak, the CG. Yeah. Yeah. Intro to that game is the, amazing. Yeah. The, the thing about Raccoon City is that you have to play like six different games to get like the entire. Sure. Like narrative on how like yeah. Raccoon City perished, you know. Right. Um, I but mean, so okay, the virus virus spreads. This guy, then, scientist who's working on G virus, right? Different from the guys that were working on the T virus, right? In the and then the man, well, the mansion. Mean, yeah, Birkin used to work in the mansion. He didn't anymore. But he didn't anymore. Right. He's working on it entirely, kind of a v- variation on the T virus. I mean, he was working on something stronger. Okay. So he's working on that. Yeah. Umbrella decides, hey. It, we don't think Birkin's going to give it to us. He might, you know, sell himself to another company or do okay. something to threaten the company. So they wanted to steal it, basically. and that's, They send in a team of their commando guys. Yeah. and then for, Including Hunk. Yeah, Hunk. I don't know. Character in later games. I don't know then, why they didn't shoot Birkin in the head. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, but. hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> I said twenty twenty. So, yeah. so okay. So, but then what happens? So shit breaks out. Zombies yeah. everywhere in the city. Yeah, and so the funny thing is, both of the playable characters aren't even from Raccoon City originally. Right. So Claire, you know, the brother of the, the sister of Chris, Chris's yeah. sister from the first game, she's like, Chris hasn't called me in like I don't know two weeks or something. I'm gonna go go to Raccoon City to find him. So right. that's how she ends up there. Leon. He's kind of going in on his first day of Important work. Important for his first day of duty. For, right. the, for the RPD. I mean, I think, I want to say that because the stars were let go, Leon was hired or something something like that, you know. I don't know about that, but right. anyway. There okay. might have been a connection, but, you know, so. They come in. They both drive in, you know. They're like, what the hell's going on here? Gas tanker explodes, separates the two Separated. of them. Whitey, Whitey bite me, guy. Yeah, uh, the, crashes the, the, the tanker. The taxi, the, the, yeah, the truck driver. Right. So they're separated. They go through all this shit yeah. to basically find out that what to, to rescue to, Sherry. Well, that's kind of like an emergency at the end for one of the scenarios. Okay. Right? Claire A. Leon B. Um, Sherry's the daughter of Birkin, by the way, yeah. of William Birkin, the scientist. And then so in order for the G virus to survive, it, you have to reproduce by infecting someone with your the same blood. You know, okay. It's basically your offspring or... As we would find out in a, in a later movie, your siblings are also possible uh, hmm. okay. prey. So that's how the G virus would spread. So they find the cure. They cure Sherry, and then they she find has like out. a locket with some of yeah, it around and then her. In, in in that scenario, she drops it, and Ada picks it up, and oh. then that's how. Originally, I guess that's how Ada gets the G virus out of the city, and we, we didn't know who she was working for at the time. Resident Evil Two came out, you know, right? Um, Ada Wong. Yeah, should we find out she's a spy and that she also likes Leon? Mm-hmm. Um, that she survives whatever you know. In that scenario, the tyrant throws her onto the that huge metal uh, silo, whatever. Yeah, she and also then, falls off. In the other scenario, she right. falls off, and I always believe that the falling off scenario was the better of the two. You don't see her, you know explicitly die yeah i guess and she is obviously still alive from later games so but this stuff a lot of it is retcon kind of continuity retcon or we just didn't or we just didn't know about it well i mean they didn't show her die maybe for a reason but part of the trick with resident evil 2 is with different things different branching paths and scenarios you don't know exactly what canon is necessarily anymore right right and resident evil 3 didn't explain that either resident evil code veronica didn't well it's so took a while but wrapping up on re2 okay so re2 ends with what happening 
Um, Raccoon City blows up. No, no, no. That's not Resident Evil 2. That's Resident Evil 3. Raccoon City... We don't actually find out Raccoon City blew up in Resident Evil 2. I mean, I was wondering this because I played... No. Uh, Resident Evil 2, like, years after it came out, and after after Resident Evil 3 was out. And Resident Evil 2 ended with Leon, Claire, and Sherry, you know, kind of getting off that blowing... Yeah, I, the, I the train explodes, not the city. Really? The yeah. city's not... The city I found doesn't that out blow after, up at Resident Evil 2? I think it does, but you don't know that. They don't, right. You don't find that out until a later game. Interesting, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember I that, that too, because I, I remember learning that after the fact. I remember when right. I learned it, thinking, oh, wow, that's amazing, because we didn't know that at the time. Right. So, yeah, that's how it ended. I mean, it was I kind of like... I remember Resident Evil... Resident Resident City Evil blowing up in Resident Evil 2. 3. Okay. The, the missile. Okay, yeah. well, but whatever. So, that ended up happening. But at the end of it, you were with Leon. We're with Claire, or Sherry. With Claire, Sherry. You guys get out alive. You have a sample. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, G-Virus. See, it's kind of hard to talk about every game in isolation because yeah, <laughs> I mean every gonna, game parts like, of you, it are going to come out in another. Well, as as far as you knew at the end of Resident Evil Two, what uh, had happened? Sh- All the Birkins were dead except ex- Sherry. Except Sherry, and that Claire Claire was going to go off to find her brother. Okay, because she didn't find him. Leon, I mean, was going to protect. Sherry? Was going to? I guess. I mean, if you just look at Resident Evil Two by itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I when I first beat it. And I and I hadn't beaten Resident Evil Three yet. I thought Leon would go with Claire to go look for her brother. Well, but okay. But, so you know. anyway, um, as far as like new um, gameplay things and stuff like that, right. like really, was there much? I mean, there's the whole zapping system, the yeah, going back it, and forth between the characters, but the core gameplay seemed was very the entrenched. Same. It yeah. was. In fact, I only I thought there were a lot of like analogs with the first game. Or is it analog? I don't know if analog is the right word, but um, parallels, parallels, you know, police station mansion. And, right. And, you know, you kind of go into the sewers for a little bit. Yeah. yeah that's kind of like maybe the cabin section. Right. And then you finally end up in the lab somewhere, you know. Right. You, in Resident Evil 4, you had to find, or in Resident Evil 2, you had to find the four, like, card, like, the, 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 the spade, the yeah, card yeah, yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah. In Resident Evil 1, it was the knights, you know, yeah, like yeah, four yeah. keys, you know, the, the whole theme. Sure. Yeah, so gameplay-wise, yeah. very, very close yeah, to Resident Evil yeah, yeah. 1. It did have fucking awesome minigames at the end, had the fourth survivor yeah, with Honk, yeah. which was really cool. Very it kind difficult, of, yeah. I thought it was a great way of a uh, new kind of thing, which was a bonus minigame, which also kind of added to the story right. in yeah, a cool yeah. way. And That's then, of course, Tofu came from, right? Tofu Survivor, yeah, yeah well. when you really went crazy. Um, the versus guide for that game, by the way, is so good. Our yeah, friends Casey, Casey Lowe yeah, and yeah, Nick he... DeBar wrote that. It's I think you could read it like a book. Like it's it's awesome. They're like I have joking that. with it and mm. things about it and stuff that happens and pointing out weird things. They also unlocked all of these in that game. There's all these um, the game shark scenes, codes. yeah, that okay. you could unlock from the game with Game Shark that were from 1.5 or not used in the game. Things Whoa. from the more stuff from the morgue and stuff like mm. that. Really cool stuff. Um, one other bit of trivia. Apparently, it was partially uh, inspired by the movie Back to the Future. Kind of how you were going back and forth between the two uh, of them. Like Back to the Future 1 and 2, how you kind of go back and see part of Back to the Future 1. Really? And, yeah, uh, apparently that was mm. part of the... I didn't know that actually. Inspiration for it. Um, I remember playing the N sixty four version. Did you ever play that one? Yeah, I, I yeah I've, I I have actually. Yeah, so we I were played gonna, all the way through that. Yeah, so didn't that did that have the ex? Notes? That had the X files. Yeah, yeah. It had the X yes. files, which were these like 
little canon, little bits of story yeah. that they added them, to I it later. Right? Yeah. Like but you had to do crazy stuff. Like, it was really difficult to get all of them, I mean, right? Yeah, sometimes you... I mean, you couldn't get all of them in one, like, run-through. But, you know, these files, you know, some of them were lifted from Resident Evil 3. Some some would foreshadow Code Veronica. And basically, basically the logic behind <laughs> these files was that, you know, if you're an N64 owner, you don't have Resident Evil 1. Right. You aren't getting Resident Evil 3, and you don't have... You, you obviously are not going to get Code Veronica. But you would get zero, you know? So that kind of tied it with that game eventually you know you know nice little extras that game know. was technically amazing remember was. that was two I mean, cds like on a one single n64 card and it yeah. looked good like it had know. that fmv the right. fmv scenes did not look, look good, good though but the, the were, regular game looked looked fine. a little better yeah yeah, yeah. but the fmv <clears throat> scenes did not look but i remember good. for a cart thinking it was amazing you like I, you yeah, could almost yeah. forgive I, it not looking good because it was fmv period which you just right, didn't have right. on 64 you know it was a for a cart it's kind of amazing that it even exists now like thinking back to it but um so then i remember thinking the cart should be heavy or something right. there was just so much <laughs> get away Brad, hang in there. Why isn't someone doing something about this? I didn't know you were still alive, Jill. The police aren't trained for this kind of situation. What could they do? Listen, he's coming for us. We're both gonna die. What are you saying? You'll see. He's after STARS members. There's no escape. Um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which I will say personally, you know, I had its moments right. for me. But before we get into the specifics, like was the first kind of sidestep for this. It was not. You got Resident Evil 1 blew me away. Resident Evil 2 blew me away. Resident Evil 3 was maybe... had some cool stuff, but especially in retrospect and stuff. And I played it a bunch of times through the same as the other ones. But it was the first time where I was like, that did not grab me like the other games of course it had the the nemesis it's called resident evil 3 nemesis in america resident mm. evil 3 last escape in japan mm. um you're jill valentine again right from the first game takes place before resident evil 2 and, and after. after resident yeah. evil 2 um you're back in raccoon city this one did have a bunch of gameplay things um it yeah, had a 180 yeah. degree turn that's right it had um, uh, the dodge mechanic the dodge mechanic oh, which was yeah. kind of a little wonky it was a little yeah. random but yeah it's a little weird you could Get it down if you really knew what you were doing. Yeah. I've seen videos, but um, you made your own ammo, which would come right. back in uh, Code Veronica. At the live event, uh, the, the choices you can make. It had little choices you could make. Pretty explicit. Yeah, branching. It'd be like, this, go to the man that. or join right. the police station or fight the nemesis. And you only had a few seconds to do it. It was kind of cool. Right. The nemesis chasing you. That was. Was great. Yeah was kind of foreshadowed in RE2, almost like a throwaway moment from the Mr. X's. X, right, right. That dropped in mm. in Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah. These tyrant guys dropped in. They were just wearing mm. big black trench coats. <laughs> smashed right. through into the building. What awesome moment. That was so badass. Yeah, and then they were just, they were after you, and they would chase right. you. And unlike the zombies and everyone else was like, okay, I made it through the door or past the screen. I don't have to worry about them. This guy you actually did... 
And that was, I think, they saw that and they're like, let's make a game around this. Yeah, and that's basically that what was brilliant. Resident Evil 3 was. Then the Crimson Heads from Remake, of course, right. would come back and recall that. But so that's the thing. You have this one big main enemy chasing you throughout the game. Right. You can knock him down and get good items but you can't like kill him kill him it, until the very end that that was a pretty difficult game like that, that's the first resident evil game the first game what are you talking about like, the first game was really hard like on like on hard mode yeah but you know resident evil 3 is the is the one resident evil game where i every time i play through i do die at least once because of nemesis like really i, I make the i i i mistime my dodging or you know yeah because the thing about nemesis is that sometimes He'll grab Jill, right, and I'll mash the buttons. Right, she'll still die, mm. or other times she'll manage to escape, and I can kind of make it through. But right, yeah, Nemesis was the first enemy where I thought, wow, he could probably kill me. That was the first Resident Evil careful. I didn't really like. Like I didn't, yeah. I, I never, I didn't finish it. Like I played I mean, pretty far in actually, but mm, I didn't actually I mean, finish it because I just is, didn't the, enjoy the, it. The setting wasn't new. The right, the yeah, it felt very new. recycled. The other character, smaller game, Carlos. Yeah, Oliviero, he was. How do you say his last name? Oliviera, was not not exciting. Like the the yeah. gameplay, what's going on? So Jill faints in the middle, and you control right, Carlos. There's right. like this weird interlude. The 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 puzzles weren't very good. The puzzles have, I mean, a lot of times the puzzles have not been very good. It was very besides the nemesis, and it, even despite all these gameplay I mean, things, you didn't have to push a button to climb up steps. Shocker. Yeah, well, that, that, um, that's they, right. I they would, about that. They would regress on that in the next but, game, right? But well, that's, that's true. Well, Code Veronica is <laughs> being made at the same time as this yeah, parallel. And that, so. and that was the one people were really looking forward to at the time. Or so I hear from, you know, the, right. the, the other big fans. But, but I, yeah, so it was, you know, just a lot of it was really, like, you know, uninspired. It felt it felt very, like, going I, through the motions almost in a weird way, know. even though I it mean, had these other things. Bit. I mean, it wasn't in a big building anymore. There's that. Right, but it was still like, okay, I got to get the, you know, you knew the formula down. Okay, I got to right. get, I'm going to watch, read notes from people. I'm going to collect ammo. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get, you know, herbs. I'm going to, you know, and it was filling in stuff from Raccoon City. It was filling yeah, in yeah. parts of the plot. The Nemesis was a really cool idea, but somehow I don't feel like that game really came together as much as a Resident Evil game. I mean, right. Especially as a three, as a big numbered real right. game. The way I look at it is that, it's kind of like a sister game to Resident Evil 2. Hmm. I mean, it's... It felt like it, yeah, after I mean, the fact especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same setting, the same timeline. I mean, it, the, the, the story itself didn't move forward so much, but you were kind of getting a feel for where the series was going to go. And, you know, by beating the game, they gave you all those epilogues right. with all the characters, what they're up to, you know. So that, that, that stuff was really cool. The yeah. epilogues, those were really hard to get to, some of them. Oh, yeah, but you yeah, have to be patient. It filled you in, like, this is what... I mean, it was all very mysteriously done. It right, showed nice. a still picture right. and then had text Some over it. And it was text, like, yeah. so-and-so is doing this now. Mm. Hunk and, mm. you know, is uh, is here. That stuff was cool. The other thing that was cool that I wanted to see more of but that they didn't really do was like, you so you see Brad, Chickenheart, uh, Vickers, Vickers from right. one turned into a zombie. Oh, yeah. And you go, two. Right. If you go a certain yeah. way. Oh, in, in two, Resident Evil. In three. It, no, in Resident Evil 2. You, you like when you start the ace oh. scenario, you can't pick up any item, and then he'll yes. be underneath the tunnel. In He's the in the thing station, down like there. That's right. Or something. You're right. 
And we don't know why that happened, right? And then Resident right. Evil 3 was kind of like, oh, so, you know. Right. There's, yeah. You're right. So that's when yeah. you see him actually get hit by the nemesis. That, that, that was Killed by neat. him. Uh, that was cool. I wanted to see more of that. More of like, yeah. oh, here's where Jill, you know, passed right by, you know, Leon or whatever. Yeah, here's where yeah. you were in the police station in, or more. In, instead, they just, you know... You, you know, they... You hit the police station briefly, right? And then it's like... Very briefly. Like, like Do you see Mar- Martin? Or Marvin. 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 Yeah, he's yeah. unconscious. Right. Kind of, you know. And, and we, we don't... black police ha- officer from Raccoon. Yeah. His story comes in Outbreak File 2, actually. Okay, well... Like I said, you know, right. you need like 10 it's different all games. It's <laughs> um, But yeah, it, the, the ties were there, you know. I mean, the doors were boarded up. That was actually kind of annoying. Right. You know? Resident Evil fans spent years wondering why the board, the boarding disappears in Resident Evil Two. Yeah. I mean, now, now I'm like, I know the answer. We don't want us to go through those doors. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, there must be a story reason. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, well, we got just like a couple more games, and then we're going to wrap up this mm. first segment. But um, so, Code Veronica. Claire Redfield, hold it right there. We meet each other at last. A pity I must say goodbye so soon. I am Alexia Ashford. For the pride of the Ashford family, I will kill you. Wait! What's going on? Ah! Steve! A secret door! After her! Um, John, we talked about when we first saw it. The other story I had was at E3, they were showing it, and Okamoto, Yoshiko Okamoto, who used to run Capcom, was there in a mm. meeting with a couple other guys, and they were talking about it, and they had an interpreter, and he oh, walked yeah, out. I was in this meeting. I, I barely knew any Japanese, but I heard them talking about, oh, what can we, what should we tell him? What can we tell him about this? And we can tell him, and I just heard the word brother in, in Japanese, um, and I'm like, oh my god, like Chris, so Chris Redfield is in this, uh, and then I heard like penguins, I think, or something like that. They were talking about something like cold penguins. weather, yeah. Uh, and I was like, I was like, oh, so Chris Redfield is in this in, in Japanese, and they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> and then like, I don't mean this in like a racist way. To me, I'm just going to straight imitate what they said with their voices, but they're like, oh, you are cheater, you are cheater. <laughs> And, and, and like, but they were like wow. laughing about it. And when the guy came, they were like, "Okay, well, we basically have to trust these guys now. So we're just going to tell you." And they told us, "Like, yeah, Chris Redfield's in it. We're working on the next game. Part of it takes place in Antarctica. Uh, blah 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 blah." I was like, "Antarctica? What the fuck? How the hell is that going to work into mm. the game?" Um, but this, and I lo- like at the time, I'm like, "Well, this is as good as the game gets. The graphics are better." The, the camera angles move. Right. 3D. Everything's amazing. Like the, the story is really in depth and whatever. But ironically, to me, it really has not stood up in the same way as three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those games where I feel like I feel like it went through the motions and fulfilled every thing that's like, okay, this is what a Resident Evil game is supposed to be, but was totally uninspired because of that. You really think so, Code Veronica? Yeah. If, yeah. Because it was not, if it was the first game that I played for Resident Evil, I'm yeah. sure it would have blown my fucking that, socks off. That, yeah, makes a huge difference. But the having played all play. the all the games leading up to it, it was like, okay, this is par for the course. Like, the story was I thought Code Veronica was way better than 3. Well told. I'm not saying it's not better than 3, but I'm saying by that point, mm. 
I don't know. It just doesn't hold any exciting memories for me. Like the layout, the settings and stuff like that didn't really excite me. It was all graphics. To me. To me. I mean, and I had to go. I've I've changed my, you know, my whole favorite Resident Evil throughout the years, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I noticed that Code Veronica did seem like if you played it after Resident Evil 2, you know, it might have been a little... Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't call it uninspired because there were things about that game that Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 could never dream of doing. Well, like, like what? Most of it being graphical, but, you know, just like right. the atmosphere, the lighting, you know, in that game you can yep. hold the lighter and then, you know... It's, that yeah. was yeah. very cool, yeah. CG, that game the fight, the fire. Too. Yeah, the, the character... I mean, the, the different lighting with the fire. The characters, like Steve and Alfred, they were pretty... Steve, they, they were pretty Leonardo dumb, DiCaprio, right? like, obviously oh my God, I very about much... That. Yeah, he was such a rip of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he was very popular yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. He was a Titanic and whatever. Well, John, yeah, you you mentioned earlier, so you had an early version of that. I remember you playing that a lot. Yeah, in your office at Ziff, you it, you could play the whole game in first person, right? At for for a time in an earlier version. So not exactly. I mean, what it is is um, that was early on when they first were talking about that game. That was going to be part of that was like a feature they were touting. It's like you're going to be able to play in first person. And there were in the final game, there were a couple of the weapons, right? You could fight, you fired. They were very limited. Person. Yeah. Right. Like sequences. But, um, this version, uh, so it was only the first disc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, the game is two discs, but, um, it was a debug version. So normally playing the game, you couldn't do it. But if you just flipped on the debug menu, you could hit a switch and then play oh, the whole okay. thing in first person mode. So okay, you were okay. able to basically try out that mode. Mm. Um, but I love that game. I played the first disc all the way through and I was super bummed to find out that there was a second disc and I wasn't able to finish the game. Cause but I that, had to like, yeah, that ended before in the retail game. It ended uh, after you get on the airplane. Yes. And fight. You fight the tyrant on the plane. Is that where the beta, that's where the beta ended? ended? Wow. Too. It's yeah. that big. That, yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought I was like, Oh, this must be the whole thing. And then yeah. that ended. I was like, Oh my God, I want more. And I had to wait like yeah. two months. Code later. Veronica was to me like two games in one. It was huge. It was, it was so long. Yeah, I will yeah. say I almost, yeah, I almost felt like it was too long as weird as that sounds. I will say that sequence fighting the uh, was it a tyrant whatever the it was on an airplane that was in the airplane awesome. that was cool awesome. because you had the thing of getting yeah. pushed out. I love the atmosphere. Well. I love the ma- I love the the yeah. whole the background story. I love the mansion. I love yeah. the parts in the snow. Like I just thought everything about that game was really well done and like it to me it felt like a proper sequel to resident evil 2 yeah. where resident evil 3 didn't so that's why i was really into it because i really loved you know, to i mean with that formula at that time you can only go so far i mean there, there were there were two years apart resident evil 2 and code veronica so you know nowadays it's a lot of time to really innovate but i think back in the day it was a lot harder for that and i think without you know going into a completely different genre like resident evil 4 did or like even the outbreak games did, i think code veronica did a nice job of kind of Moving right. things forward, especially in the narr- narrative and the you know, in, kind of in the drama. Right. I never played the X versions. Was there anything different about them? Just or? new yes. cutscenes. You can YouTube them. Whatever. New cutscenes, including Wesker. Yeah, mainly about Wesker, and you know, we oh, we, yeah. we find out he comes back in the original release, and then you know, so for PS2 owners. That's right. And, that was yeah. a big. That was a big reveal in Code Veronica. Was seeing Wesker. Wesker. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. It's coming back to me. Yeah, and that was huge. Um, the Code Veronica X X version actually yeah. sold way better than the because yeah. it came out on Dreamcast, and then finally they brought PS2. it out on PS2. That's and right. Code Veronica X actually and far outsold. Too. Yeah. Right. So what? Yeah. Explain real fast differences between. Oh okay. Uh, any 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 added story stuff 
make it quick, but okay, um, what do you get out of Code Veronica? You, you get a few modified cutscenes uh, in the X version, Kanzenban, uh, the complete version. Um, you get like a where Claire meets Wesker. Mm-hmm. Wesker just kind of beats her up and then yeah. he says, oh, I'm going to kill your brother or whatever. And then uh, one of the cutscenes with Wesker changes when he unleashes the hunters on Chris. Um, and then the, the whole Wesker versus Alexia uh, thing was different in the original Alexia just kind just kind of backslaps Wesker and then he runs away but in X he fights back right and then of course you get the modified ending in which uh, Wesker abducts Claire for a few minutes uh, and then Chris goes to rescue Claire and then they they kind of battle it out Chris loses very badly mm-hmm well, he kind of has his hurrah where he drops a bunch of steel pillars onto <laughs> oh, Wesker, right. but that does, that doesn't do shit to Wesker. <laughs> Wesker laughs I mean, at your steel pillars. Yeah, but so in terms of canon, you got um, Claire and mm. her brother Chris reunited at last. Reunited, both still both still alive. Putting like, an end to that particular plot point. Go together. You have a whole other thread now of the Ashford, yeah, clan. In the umbrella lore, in, in very much like a psycho like subplot mm. where it's you think it's him and his sister, right. and it's actually just him right. dressing up as his sister. Yeah, that. Ah, yeah, was, that was creepy. That was really strange. I love exploring their what was it their house the, or their the mansion or whatever. Yeah, right. that was really cool. Like I remember like the feeling music like the music, the music, and and the the atmosphere of phenomenal. that place was different from any of the places yeah. so far in the series. Yeah, the, the, I mean the only drawbacks. Like, as far as a game player concerned, no more branching paths, you know, you, no more... I mean, there was a zapping system, but you couldn't change the order the characters were played. I mean, there was only mm. one part where you can split the order and what you were doing. No right. multiple no multiple endings. So that, that was a bit unfortunate. No, no, you, you had to press the button to climb the stairs again. Yeah, so it was developed at the same... It was being developed at the same time as 3. Yeah. So they share yeah, some yeah. things, but not others. Like, the climbing the stairs yeah, thing. They both had body. exploding barrels, which I, was another new yeah, thing in I, 3. I, I want to say, like, Code Veronica was developed by a bunch of people from Sega. It was. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, um... Might have had something to do with it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that, uh... That was Code Veronica, a lot of people's first introduction to the series. I think the the last point, and we will end with this... Right. Then, that was in, um, in 2000. 2002, a long wait, after a long wait... Right. Resident Evil Zero, which is the low point... Who on earth are those people? She's just a rookie, a member of STARS. Hmm, what about the male? I'm unfamiliar with Attention! Hmm? This is Dr. Marcus. Please be silent as we reflect upon our company motto. Obedience breeds discipline. Discipline breeds unity. Unity breeds power. Power is life. (laughs) Who are you? It was I who scattered the T-virus in the mansion. Needless to say, I contaminated the train, too. What? Revenge on Umbrella. We're going to end with this. The hero is beaten and downtrodden. (laughs) And then what's going to happen? Will he survive? Because Resident Evil Zero, I remember playing and long build up for it it had this partner zapping system which was like real time being able to switch back and forth between people it was originally planned for the n64 why are you looking at me like that you're I'm looking just at me waiting for you to oh okay you're like stunned like oh my god what what happens next real time just switching between systems so originally it was going to be made for the n64 we mm. played it for the n64 it was shown right. for the n64 
um, they ended up moving it to GameCube. Right. That's, that had a long, like, troubled development yes. history. Long gestation, because yeah. you were hearing about that, yeah, long before. Rebecca Chambers, which I don't think anybody really cared about in the first place. Well, um, you'd be surprised. From, from the, not as a main character, <laughs> though. <laughs> from the first game, was a side character in the first game. This tells the story of the Stars Bravo team as a yeah. prequel to Resident Evil 1. Um, Billy Cohen, totally forgettable, stupid Right. Convict, you know, um, on the run, was on this train that got he, derailed. He's probably one of the most rational characters in the series. Let's be fair. Rational? Yeah, oh, he doesn't so. He doesn't do anything stupid in Resident Evil Zero. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he doesn't do anything stupid, and he doesn't even really say anything stupid. Does he do any? Maybe does that's he why do we much don't of like anything? Him. Like, he doesn't do much of he anything. He is a though. great character to control because he can take, like, a lot of hits and that's a true. lot of damage. Meanwhile, Rebecca can mix herbs. Um, yeah. Either of them, both of them can drop items, which is a big deal. So there were no ammo boxes yeah, in that one. Yeah. They did away with that. The thing about that game, to me, playing it, A, same thing, even more so than 3 or Code Veronica, no new ideas. Even though the zapping, Very switching few, back right. and forth. That was pretty... It was used a little bit right. at times, but it was never used interestingly. You'd put right. something in a dumbwaiter and then go to the other person right, and then right. get it from them. You were ne- very rarely in the same place at the same time. I mean, you yeah. You had some bad puzzles, pushing stuff. I, yeah, I think the problem with Resident Evil Zero is that if you're playing it for the first time and you don't know what to expect, right? Yeah. There's, there's never any really real shock moment. And, well, also, and, they, yeah. and they don't even, like, Billy and Rebecca don't even end up meeting any other characters in the game, aside from Exa- just one... Yeah. The bad guy. Short, un, yeah, the bad guy at the end, but also like in between from the beginning to the end. It's just those two. Oh, right. There's no like interact. There's no Ada or right. there's no Sherry or Steve and Zero. In- Very isolated. Yeah. And like you could tell they're running out of enemy ideas. There's like giant fleas. Yeah, it was, that was the insect like, game. Like, come on. And it, like, right. was there like a yeah. giant centipede? Centipedes. Um, they're like so running right. out of monsters to be giant and mutated. That right. game really should have been canceled, but I think it just went on for so long that they probably just like someone just said like look put it out or you know no i mean like, I, it, it has its place in this in the story and it's not a very story, it's not a horrible game but it is it's, a, it's it, pretty it, bad and on its own from any not connected to resident evil it's fine it'd be an okay game but mm. it is the i think the absolute as a main game numbered game the absolute low point creatively I mean, everything wise especially because remake is going to come out after it and show how good i mean no like a remake comes before it i'm sorry yeah you skipped the game i did skip a game you skipped two games I skipped. Well, we, <laughs> remake is a good one to start next time because yeah, yeah definitely awesome. we don't want to talk yeah, about it Resident doesn't Evil fit into the that. into the into the narrative yeah. but i mean resident evil zero I, even today like graphically i think it's almost unrivaled in the series Zero? Yeah, just just because of the pre-rendered it, visuals. It did. It took the Resident Evil remake graphics and sort of not even took made it up a slight but notch, but it wasn't what it's anything showing interesting. Is right? Not that cool. No, exactly. I think it is. The train was pretty awesome. The train just moving was bad. cool. The one thing I will say, there is one incredibly cool badass enemy in that game. Uh huh. They're the what's him columns. Oh, the the the. Super the, evil. The, the stretching. I yes. Call. The they're like the, the, the leech zombies. Yes. The, yeah. Those things were. And the music that played. S- yes. Yeah. Super fucking crazy, horrific, scary. Those things were awesome. I will give that game yes. that. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but everything else was recycled. The stupid the final boss. Dumb. The. Mm. um. What was it? The, there's like a bunch of gaffs in that game too, right? Isn't the. 
Yeah. Oh, the localization kind of screwed up on that, that. That's how Resident Evil Zero is probably an example of how you not localize a game, right. in my opinion. What was the one big screw up um, in uh, that game? Dude, there were two things. Like, like in the U.S. version, it said Marcus died twenty years before the game started. In the Japanese one, it said ten. Oh yeah, and it's just said ten. That was Some, just a flat out yeah, mistake. Someone was someone didn't do their paperwork. But that, and that's then, not as big of a deal as the virus name. Yes. The name of the virus. Um, so basically, why I don't like the Resident Evil localization in particular, this is one reason, is because in Japanese, you know, the creators had in their mind the idea of the Shiso virus, you know, like kind of like founder, beginning virus, whatever, right? If you right. think in Japanese. So when they translated Code Veronica, they named it as Mother Virus. But whoever was handling Zero chose the name Progenitor Virus. Whoever handled it in Remake called it Primogenitor Virus. You know, so just like so... For us English speakers, there's like three different no connections. So the virus in Resident Evil Zero, which takes place before all these other games, is the same virus. As what was originally mentioned in Code Veronica. But people couldn't make that connection easily because it was called Mother in Code Veronica and Progenitor in Zero. I mean, to be fair, the remake name was kind of similar, you know, so you can Right, we could kind of get the thing. But, you know. Yeah, well, um... You know, one other thing I wanted to mention about, it's not about that game in particular, but at that time, I don't know if you guys remember this, I don't even know if you even know this, but you would know this, Mark, at the time of Zero, there was, even though Zero hadn't come out yet, in the magazines and stuff, they were already talking about Resident Evil 4, Mm. not the Resident Evil 4 that came to be now, not even the one before this that also got scrapped, but at this time, if you remember, Mikami was talking in interviews during Zero about how his vision for 4 was that you were going to play as Umbrella, do you remember this? Like he basically as an umbrella agent. He was talking about how the next Resident Evil you were going to be on. It was going to take place where you got the viewpoint of the umbrella side, which I thought was super interesting. Uh, And then mm. it never came to be um, for whatever reason. Interesting. Um, I remember hearing something about this too. Well, we're going to talk a lot more. um, Probably not until after TGS, after the games come out. Maybe some Resident Evil Six information. we're going to go through the rest of the games. We're going to take some feedback. We have actually have a lot of questions from the community and stuff that I got yeah. on Twitter that we didn't get to. This is already super long, but yeah. um, I, I'm enjoying this if nobody else is. Oh, yeah. Um, I am. I think next time maybe we should try and just do the whole thing. Because I could talk about this for like hours, but we're out of time today. So like next time maybe we'll like, maybe yeah, it'll be like an in-between week episode or something. Right, right. And we'll just go all Resident Evil. Too right. big for Because there's a lot left. There's Resident Evil Remake, which is I want to talk about a lot. There's yeah, the four, Outbreak four. game. Games. There's four. Four, of course. There's five. Games. There's, there's the out. Yeah, the outbreak the games like mentioned, games. which I want to get. I'd love to hear from Ben Judd some some quotes and stuff that we haven't heard about mm, on that. A lot there's of there's Gaiden. There's Game Boy yeah. Man. There's um, Revelations coming up, which right. we can talk some about. The, the, the whole yeah, Chronicles we, games too, which yeah. I played Umbrella Chronicles. I haven't played Dark Side Chronicles, right. but I'm curious to hear some stuff about that. Mm. Um, mm, some yeah. some. I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people who have developed Alex, the game. Alex, you have your dinner with Mikami. Yeah, I had dinner to with talk about. Mikami-san and Kato-san, the director of yes. Code Veronica. That was a few years ago. I'd like to talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, launch we'll party about of Resident Evil 5. That. We'll talk about stuff like a lot of time. other stuff. Yeah. So um, until next time, please send us questions, ideas, what you liked and didn't like, what you'd like to hear more or less of. Um, from this thing, we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants um, here, but... We will pick this up um, maybe a month or so from now. Yeah, yeah. Just when you're back and TGS has calmed down. Yep. Um, but uh, is our next episode TGS? No, it's not. There's one before that. There right? should be one before that. Okay. Yeah. 
But um, anyway, until then, um, Alex, you have a mm. appropriate quote to uh, send us off with. Stars. The self-destruct sequence has been activated. Repeat, the self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. to say. Aren't you supposed to be going over the first floor, Barry? Yeah, you're right. But just take a look at this. It's forest. Oh my god. <laughs> 